With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. This week on the program, we're getting high. It's Vertical Limit. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. Horizontal Cabin. Oh, oh, sexy as fuck. Holy fuck. You dirty the mattress with that one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we hate movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. As always, that's right. We are now at the penultimate episode of the 2021 Listener Request Month. We are talking Vertical Limit from the year 2000, directed mm-hmm. by Martin Campbell. Um, gotta beautiful say, days. I, I, beautiful I think days, so, man. Beautiful days. I think so far, this is the best movie in uh, Listener Request Month. Sure. I think this is my favorite opening scene maybe ever. Uh <laughs> Like the Pulp Fiction, you know, Tim Roth and Amanda Plummer is really great to watch. That really sure, starts that movie yep. off with a bang. This one, man, this guy just fucking drops it. Oh, Ooh. it's it's a funny one. I would, <laughs> I would say that uh, Goodfellas might be the best uh, listener request month. That's uh, a good point. Uh, well, <laughs> movie, I just yeah. mean of these, you know, the main feed fuckers, the real toilet dwelling titles. True, you know? true. Well, I mean, I'm just trying to segue into, hey, Patreon, everyone. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash We Hate Movies, three-hour episode, Goodfellas. Well, at Smooth least, as can be. At, this, <laughs> at least this movie does not glorify being a gangster and doing violence like that movie does, as we all know. Oh, true. Oh, sure. Makes it look the, very good and everything. Although, and this movie doesn't. This is kind of like mountain gangstering. Sure, sure. Oh, dude. Well, I mean, we've got a fucking tale of revenge in this movie. It's I a want tale a as old more. as time. I want more out of that revenge subplot, man. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. You need to dig. You need to dig into that shit way earlier in this movie, man. I totally agree that, with you. That that should be the movie. I really think we'll we'll get mm, yep. into it. But also, the biggest thing about this opening, this was the golden age of shitty font titles. Mm-hmm. Oh, this, this, this blurry really was. nonsense? Yep. Oh, God. I don't even know what you call this thing. Perestroika? Like, I don't know what the I, fuck you... Like, what's the font name for this piece of shit? It's called Stolen from Hackers. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it look like the font from Hackers a little bit? It's little all, bit. Or, it's all, they're all fonts that you can't really truly see properly without wearing Oakley sunglasses. You're going to want to stop by the sunglass hunt on your way to the theater. <laughs> You could also do it yeah. by doing like the magic eye thing where you look past it, but then it comes into focus. Hey, you know what? A way better movie, but very similar font on the poster art. Uh, Cronenberg's Existence. Mm, oh, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. 
and it's also a little blurry. I mean, this is that was yep. the trend at the time. It looked like the fucking letters were moving, so people were like, "Oh, I better go see it before it's gone." You could have gotten away <laughs> with like a a a a, a papyrus like uh, mm-hmm. uh, a title at this time. You could do that. Who requested this thing? Yes, thank you. Oh, that's a good call. You know, we get we get wrapped up in these goddamn episodes, man. We forget that someone uh, gave us the gift of watching this movie. So uh, let's hear that real quick. Hey, guys. My name is Linda, and I'm calling from Vancouver, Canada. And my pick for listener request month is the film Vertical Limit from the year 2000. 2000? Uh, I'm not going to lie. This movie is really dumb. Mm-hmm. And the Thank acting you. and dialogue is questionable at best, but mm-hmm. I do enjoy coming back to it from time to time. And I think you guys are going to enjoy revisiting it too. Okay. Thanks again. Love the show and keep up the great work. My favorite detail from that call, and it's like mm-hmm. the fifth time I've listened to it now, mm-hmm. is that she definitely says she enjoys revisiting this movie from time to time, oh, which sure. tells me this person, this gentle Canadian, has seen this movie at least three times. <laughs> that's about right. Yeah, that sounds yeah, right. right? Well, that's well, some wild shit. The other part is she just presupposes yes. that we've all, we're all revisiting this classic. <laughs> also a great this detail. This is my yeah. first visit, Linda. <laughs> yes. I think I, I yeah. saw half of this once on television and just oh. you know fell off my own mountain. I, I wasn't uh, uh, swept up swept up in O'Donnell mania. Uh, I, I like the guy fine, but like I didn't see this. I didn't see The Bachelor. Mm. Oh, um, I've seen that. Uh, I, there's a lot of his I just haven't seen. Oh man, I got a kind of a funny O'Donnell story. Not that I ever met the man, but um, in my whole quarantine stuff, I've been uh, rewatching a bunch of late night talk shows because I'm a dangerous loner, mm. and I started <laughs> I got with it. a letter. Yeah, I started with Letterman, and I got through probably 400 or so episodes. And now I found some Conan O'Brien episodes on archive.org. And there was one where Chris O'Donnell was on Conan. And this was like one of his early episodes, maybe third or fourth episode of Conan O'Brien. So is this around what, like Batman Forever? Yeah, I think so. Like, I mean, he was a he seemed like a pretty big enough star. And he was telling the uh, Conan and everyone that he was going to go. He's going to be taking classes, going back to college while continuing his movie career. And uh, they asked him what he's majoring in. And he said marketing. And everyone started laughing at him. And Conan's like, what are you doing? You're you're a movie star. Andy Richter here should be going to marketing. <laughs> That's pretty funny. I mean, good insight. You know, it's it's interesting though because he was being realistic about it, right? He's like, listen, I don't know if there's some NCIS Los Angeles show in my future <laughs> just yet. Like, I need the backup, right? It's it's the old story about how like Andy Kaufman, even at like the height of Taxi, was still working like a busboy job at a diner oh. because he understood that like at any second it could all go away. Oh man, you gotta imagine he's probably getting like an LL Cool J Christmas present. That's gotta be nice. Oh, you know it oh, is. You know, know, oh man, two, two things. <laughs> it's really expensive, Chris, and it's incredibly thoughtful. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, he he's yep. attentive. You can tell. LL Hello, it's a little attentive to like the details of personality that'll make you be like, man, he I talked about this like back in July, just in passing. <laughs> and he just uh, yeah. knew it. I you haven't just thought tell. about it, but like you're you're totally right. LL Cool J, definitely a great gift giver. You when you're opening it, you're like, oh come on. No, <laughs> no, come you on. did it. I said this one time when we were at the gas station. I didn't even think you heard me. And that's why ladies love Cool J. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get too ahead of ourselves here, I just want to hit play real quick. Coming soon to theaters. It's the VHS trailer game. Hey. VHS fraud game. Oh, God. America's favorite podcast game show revolving around arcane media that is not fixed. Eric Siska. Also, what? people, stop yelling at me on Instagram. Because I post. <laughs> yes, yes, because I posted proof of this whole sham. And, you know, you know, Steve, I don't mind that you're. Pep- like perpetrating this big lie, I'll call it uh, on <laughs> you'll, me. You'll, you'll call it the, fa- the <laughs> fact that you're doing this to the American people and mm. our in- international listeners, uh, like Linda in Canada. It's, uh, it's, you're it's, t- it's you're just, totally right, Eric. We got to stop the steal, dude. I, it's I, preposterous. I, what is going I, on in this I, game? I must say, I support Sizanon. I think <laughs> they are, you know, they're uh, movie patriots. Yeah, you know, um, this, this is gonna end in some fucking asshole with a yak helmet in my house, <laughs> which I do not need. Uh, I, Show sh- me your tapes. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was a little joke we were having. We have a fun, lively group chat sometimes, and I made a joke. Mm-hmm. I made a joke that I was giving Chris the answers. Oh. I did not give Chris the answers. See, see when, whenever. Okay, that good to know, officers. Uh, when I commit a crime, <laughs> I'll just say it was a joke. Uh huh. Also, you know, really quickly, I, I know it has nothing to do with anything and something we were talking about 10 minutes ago. Sure. But um, I just wanted to point out something pretty, pretty astounding. Uh, NCIS Los Angeles, <laughs> 2009 to present. Of course Chris O'Donnell, Chris O'Donnell, 274 episodes. So Once listen, you get in the Grammy market, he's doing you are good. set. That's right. Oh, yep. Coasting. You get on that CBS fucking nonsense ride man mm-hmm. you this want me to the- play a fucking beleaguered detective for 60 year old men i'll do it <laughs> this is what these idiots never understood you know what keeps an audience coming back week to week like singular episodes yes enclosed like these soup and like all the background shit in this ncis shit is like so light nobody gives a fuck no, so we're just like, solving a crime. It's just an, a, a crime of the week, mm-hmm. and we love that shit, like Law it, and Order. Yes. It's a great show to warm your soup up to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or it's great to watch while you're building a miniature model of a ship, possibly. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. It's a great show to watch when you're sitting there stewing, angry that your kids don't call you anymore. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so the VHS trailer game, as you all know, is a trailer game wherein I give... Five clues per trailer on the VHS uh, of this week, which is Vertical Limit, which came out in 2000. Uh, there are uh, four rounds this time around. Once one of these jokers buzz in and gets the wrong uh, guesses incorrectly, they are out for the entire round. Uh, the the point, point system goes 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 in terms of how, how much each clue is worth uh, just to... Uh, can I hear Andrew's buzzer? Can I hear I'm, Chris's I'm buzzer? I'm the boner. Can I hear Eric's buzzer? I'll play it for you, but I think you'll somehow not hear it whenever I buzz in. <laughs> there we go. I will, I'm will. i going to start docking points. Uh, just an FYI, uh, you know, this game isn't <laughs> fixed, but I'll just read off the score just up to now. It, <clears throat> it's uh, been proven to be a little, the, little fixed there. The guest team, which I believe is only Angelica Jade Bastian, sorry, Clint Worthington, you didn't get any points. It was five points. Um, coming in third place right now is Eric with a, a, a very respectable 16 points. 
Andrew, uh, in second place, nipping at the heels. No, he's not. Uh, has 24 points. And Chris Cabin has 43. And it's totally fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's totally okay and regular. Maybe we'll do a bonus round where there's double points. And maybe I, I maybe I, I uh, disconnect Chris's microphone at some point. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> okay. You know, Eric, look at it this way, yeah. man. I mm-hmm. think the winner of the VHS trailer game at the end of this season... I think the way you can look at it is like that's actually the biggest loser because you can you imagine just recognizing all these movie titles? Uh, well, uh, I think true, Chris is true. a real loser. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been fucked over so bad by buying so many VHS tapes that do not have trailers on them. I bought Poltergeist <laughs> Two, a really cool clamshell tape that had no trailers on it. Then I had Double Team coming up next week, no trailers on that either. So you know what? I had to fucking dig on YouTube and I found. Vertical Limit has some really great trailers, which I will now go into. So round one, the Game Master's Clue, an (laughs) SNL star's rare solo starring effort that revolves around a stupid haircut. Stupid haircut. Hmm. Uh, Is that Andrew? No, that's me. Oh, that's Chris. Chris? Uh, Joe Dirt. It is Joe Dirt for five what? big points for Chris Get Cabin. The fuck out Wait of a here. minute! Revolves around a stupid haircut. Is, is, is his, is his mullet the plot point of the movie? Yes, it's kind not. Of, yes, it's, it's, it's not just a mullet. It's like a, a structure on his head. <laughs> it, it's, it, I, I don't know, man. I'm not ooh. watching fucking Joe Dirt. Get so out of here, well, Andrew. You see how quickly he got that, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> see, my mind normal, not diseased or perverted with lies and corruption uh i was leaning it's pat at first i know that mm. was too early that's but, like uh, 10 years before this but yeah sure see the tribute yeah. trivia if you if, <laughs> if uh chris didn't buzz in and fucking school you guys again uh would have been all of dennis miller's scenes were filmed in one day <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> okay here we go now round two game master's clue a sci-fi animated feature that is not for kids, even though they would be familiar with the title. Uh, who's the boy? Is that that's a- Andrew? Uh, Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within. It is exactly Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within. That's five big points for Andrew. Fuck yeah! Boner hey, noise, boner. That, that is that is a movie for children, though. It is, but it's a it's a it's a PG thirteen. Uh, Dude, they, they, I saw they, that they movie in the theaters. Adults. That's a fucking movie for nobody. Child, <laughs> adult, dog, nobody. That, I was like, I was thinking about that. What, 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 what is that nasty, dirty movie with, a, with animation? <laughs> cool World? Yeah. Tribute trivia. Aki Ross, who is Ming-Na Wen's character, was named 80, number 87 on Maxim Magazine's Hot 100 uh. list for 2001 and was featured in, uh, on the cover of a supplemental insert. She's the only non-existent per- person to, to, to date to make that list. So that's cool. Why couldn't they just put Ming-Na Wen on here? That would be great. She's a real person. Yeah. I mean, for- creepy. Remember, that came out the summer before 9-11. And like, that, what we were worried about was that actors were going to go away. Yes, we were. The that actors was a were going to go away because Final Fantasy is so fucking good. <laughs> You that can't believe how of, fucking good it is. 
Dude, it was one of the funniest fucking movie executive boomer freakout dumbass things. <laughs> that uh, the whole scare, the Final Fantasy scare over <laughs> this movie is going to eliminate the need for actors. Man, sometimes people are just too quick to react. Insanity. Nobody cares about that movie. Nobody gives a fuck about that movie now. 21 years on. Come on. There was a story in Entertainment Weekly about it. Somebody <laughs> I know, sat I think I down read it. and wrote like over 500 words about how the end of a movie acting was happening because of the Final Fantasy movie. And, yeah. All right, round three, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> Game Master's Clue. <clears throat> a broad buddy comedy involving a controlling girlfriend, kidnapping, and a 70s pop star. That is Andrew again. Saving Silverman? That is Saving Silverman for five uh, big points. Diamond. Who is the star? Neil Diamond, Neil baby. Diamond. Oh, yeah. Shit. I was like, do I need to rewatch Saving Silverman? No, I don't. just might. I just might. No. No, absolutely <laughs> don't do that. You don't have to do that. No. <laughs> you know what's amazing, though, dude? Between uh, this movie that we're doing today, Vertical Limit, Final Fantasy The Spirits Within, and Saving Silverman... All three, I have very clear memories of cleaning movie theaters after screenings of these films where basically no one had attended. <laughs> it was like, oh, it's like the it's like the last scene of the movie. Oh, well, we can just turn the cleaning lights on now because literally no one is in this theater watching Saving Silverman right Except now. Except for some guys sleeping it off. Okay. <laughs> Final round, round four. Eric, this is your time to come back. I'm not gonna. Game Master's Clue. A medieval romp with anachronistic music and a tragic leading man. Uh, uh, I heard the bonk bonk first. Which is that? Oh no way! You heard the bonk bonk first. Get out of here. I did. Is that is that Chris? <sighs> Wait, I I but I think it was mine. Yeah, yeah it's you. Yeah, it's Eric oh, is really? the bonk bonk. Yeah, Whoa. so Eric, there you go. Oh, I, I thought it that. was Cabin. No, Eric, go ahead then. A Knight's Tale. It is a Knight's yeah. Tale. Indeed. See. See everybody. Oh, it's funny how the conspiracy just dissipates all the sudden. Oh, <laughs> we can see clearly now. The rain is gone. That's that's a lot of fun. So that's been <laughs> the VHS trailer game, wherein everybody got a fucking right answer, so everyone could shut the fuck up for five minutes and again leave my Instagram comments out of it. All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> The vertical limit. Sure. Oh, sure. This uh, CGI bird really sucks. This hawk. Wow. There has to be. Awful. There has to be a better way. <laughs> and you know what that way is? License some goddamn B-roll of mm -hmm. an eagle flying around and then just be like, Chris O'Donnell is taking pictures of this eagle that's clearly not in this movie. You licensed a bunch of really terrible avalanche B-roll. So, like, do it for this bird because this CGI bird that they definitely started working on in 1999 when you're making this movie looks atrocious. It, it looks like it's about to drop you something, uh, like drop you a scroll or something in a Zelda game. Well, you like, know what it looks it's, like? It's, it's like pixelated bullshit. to shit. It's the bullshit like cartoon eagle that they had in the opening of the old Colbert Rapport. Remember that fucker? Yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah. bird. That guy looked a little better. This bird looks foul. Looks. <laughs> It's like a bird joke, right? That's a bird word, right? If a fowl bird is yeah. the, bird is the word, dude. Yes. Nice. Uh and we How about points. <laughs> the, the, the points have been closed for the <laughs> evening, my friend. 
You can you can get a half a point if you spell that version of the word correctly <laughs> right now. Uh, let's move along. <laughs> F-O-W-L. Um, <laughs> we are introduced to our hero, Chris O'Donnell, and his intrepid sister, Annie, uh, played by, what's her, this, uh, oh, uh, Robin, Robin Tunney. Robin Tunney. Mm-hmm. Robin Tunney is Annie. Chris O'Donnell is playing Peter. Mm-hmm. And their and, dad uh, is um, dead meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dead no, meat dad. Uh, the villain from Lethal <laughs> Weapon 3. I don't know his actual name. Stuart Wilson. He's also the villain in previous episode Terminator uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's right. That is right. Is Oh, fuck. Yeah, he is. Ooh, I can see it now. I can, wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> He's, I mean, he, in, in Lethal Weapon 3, he gets shot on a bulldozer and dies in a fire. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's wonderful. It's really wonderful. It's it's uh, one of my favorite. Like the movie sucks, but I, I watched it so much as a kid. I just is is that when they're attacking like the construction houses? Yep. yep. Yeah. And that's, that movie's that movie's <laughs> that movie's nothing until that dude gets murdered at the end of that construction site. Like it. Yeah. Everything else about that movie, I think, totally sucks. Especially Joe Pesci's fucking haircut. Oh, that one is that one. He has blonde hair for no reason. Yes. Oh, yep. yeah. that is exactly that's not right. good. He looks like a fucking short little WWF wrestler with that haircut. It's <laughs> terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Uh, so uh, we're we're climbing on this mountain. It's a it's a big family fuck fest on the mountain here. But then the weird thing is, like, they're also climbing with a bunch of other people. And I don't know, like, what is going on here? Uh, is this is is it like a family of tour guides no. having these like amateurs climb with them? I think it's just an unrelated. People are also climbing at the same Got time, it. and they're further okay. up. And uh, by the way, it's so weird to like, I guess I get, I, I understand rock climbing like this, this, this intense yeah. thing, but like forcing your kids into it, it seems crazy. Well, it's, I mean, it's, a, it's a pretty easy way to kill your kids. I mean, if that's what you're looking to do long term, you could just, you know, oh, whoopsie doodle, they fell. Oh, but then I survived. the biggest whoopsie doodle happens where your kids live and you die. I know. That's the real screw up because you could. That's always the risk with this plan. Yeah. Well, it and turns you into force a desi- one of your children to murder you. It yeah. turns into a designated yes. survivor situation because, like, you have you, the president <laughs> and the vice president should never be in the same place at the same time. Your right. whole family shouldn't be propelling down a mountain at the same time. You're asking for impact and tragedy. You're totally right, Steve. That's what I was going to say. Like, uh, you know, you got one rock climber in the family. Okay, that guy's a little, <laughs> but it's fine, right? But a family of rock climbers that all are going at the same time. I mean. You're just asking for a fucking family annihilation. Yeah. Did they see what <laughs> happens to the mother? Because did she die falling off a fucking cliff too? <laughs> I don't she, know that she's ever she mentioned. Died bungee she? jumping. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, mom Tried. broke her neck bungee jumping. <laughs> oh man, yeah, the the bunge was just a little too long for old Ma and she <laughs> miscalculated that bridge height. It was uh, a real mess. Ma, she tried to bunge down to Grand Canyon. <laughs> Didn't end well. <laughs> she bunged right to hell. That'd be cool. Like your she like splatters and then like oh I guess the bungee cord being too long wouldn't repel it back. But it'd be fun <laughs> to see her corpse fly back into the air. <laughs> boy, 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 boy. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Wait, put a, where is put it? a trampoline <laughs> under it. Yeah, it's just like Homer Simpson. Uh, yeah, something happens. Like the guy's ahead. I guess it's kind of like. When you're doing mini golf and like there's like those fucking people that are in front of you, like 
take it too long on the hole it pisses you off it's like oh, that yes. but actually can cause your death i assume <laughs> <laughs> or were these like other cousins and or other siblings that are I, not known they must be like friends at least because they're all connected to, like yes, unless they right. like did the thing as a tour together mm, yeah that's what maybe. i was wondering i mean because the weird thing is so what happens is some of the people at the top there's an accident a dude falls and what like I, I don't know if it's chris o'donnell or the dad but one of them shouts out like oh we got some amateur hour up here and like those dudes all fall but they're all connected to to chris o'donnell and his family because like what happens is they're all like they all fall and then they're all hanging or whatever and then like a bunch all the nothing characters just immediately fall to their death but they've already screwed over our little rock climbing family here uh and robin tony's on they top were all attached at one point yes, yes they robin, were robin tony's yeah. at the top of it robin tony's on top chris o'donnell's in the middle and now uh stuart wilson dad is at the bottom <laughs> the fall to the death of those two guys is pretty good this whole sequence i think is pretty good and i think the movie never really gets back to these heights pun intended uh, big, big agree there <laughs> like the, the the intensity here is never matched because it's this movie's definitely too long. Um, because it's ludicrous. Yes. To, to start your movie like this. And like, what's his name? Uh, uh, Free Solo guy, the guy from Free Solo, like reviewed this and was like, yeah, this would never happen. Oh, no. And he's like, once that thing, like, fall, when, when everybody falls, that's the weight. Like, after that, if yeah. it holds, it's going to hold. Oh, so yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, it wouldn't loosen or whatever. Because that's yeah. what's happening. It's loosening. And it's. So, uh, Stuart Wilson's at the bottom is like, Peter, do me a favor. Uh, grab your knife. And he's like, sure, Dad. What do you need? And he's like, uh, could you do me a huge favor and cut me loose? <laughs> and it's kind of great because, like, hey, if you're this big rock climbing guy, shouldn't you all have knives? Like, wouldn't that be part of your, like, on your pouch or whatever? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You should have – because then at the very least, you could just cut yourself lo loose and not have your son have to murder you. I yes. think the the move there is like, uh oh, I don't have my knife. Peter, could you drop your knife down to me, please? Drop it very carefully, Oof. and go from there. You know, dropping it down though—that's a risk. I mean, oh my lord, this whole sequence. I mean, this best part of the movie for sure. But also, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Can't this guy, this father that is begging his son to murder him to save his two children, right? Is the idea you're like, killing your sister? <laughs> can't. Can't this guy just like unhook his belt or whatever? That's what the I was fuck? just thinking right now. Yeah, unclip yourself or something, right? Yeah, get or, a carabiner or and, start you know. chewing on the wire. Just to get loose. <laughs> Those are some good monsters, uh, chompers he's got there. He could totally get through that. You're totally right. Just get into the back molars and start grinding down on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little less dignified. <laughs> Look, you've got to you've got to act quickly, Steve. You yeah, want it's, it's either this or your fucking son cuts you loose to your death. He I died mean, he, like a dog. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Because Eric's right. Because he like he starts like, uh, Peter, just do me this favor and just cut me loose. And he's like, I don't know. And he's like, Peter, you're gonna kill your fucking sister. It just turns immediately into you left your fucking. Uh, you left your skateboard in the driveway like real quick. Really <laughs> yep. Well, this dude knows, right? Like the only way this guy's going to respond is if he goes into his dad voice. Uh huh. So it's it like is. the last words my son is going to hear me utter is like <laughs> screaming at him. <laughs> now, son, now, son, you clean up your room and you kill me. All right. All right. You, you, my you take out the garbage and then you slit my throat. God damn it. <laughs> 
Here's my beef with the whole thing, though, is like, I mean, it's this whole sequence is it's batshit crazy. My jaw was on the floor the whole time. But this guy, you get like the impact shot and this guy just kind of <laughs> lands on his back. <laughs> lame i yeah. need a fucking face plant i yes. need this dude to explode like a water balloon yes. not nearly wet enough we keep on talking about this yeah. wetness yep. is a big deal with these deaths and i need some wetness here baby he just he just looks shit. like he just looks like he fell out the bed uh, you yeah. know what? here's the thing though and we're 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 I think we're asking a little too much. I am so thrilled that Martin, because you could just cut and you can cut it and then like he cuts yeah. him loose and then we do a, a nice pan cut like and then, oh, wow, he wakes up in a nightmare or something. No, watching this guy fucking fall and that CGI eagle is like, eh, it's a living flying by. <laughs> they should have used. Dude, it would be great. The bird fucking shit on him. <laughs> they should have used the CGI to give us like a, like a carnival of bones flying out of his body. <laughs> Yeah, oh just, my god. Yes. Just, it's like the impact happens, right? And all of like yep. the, the smushy parts of the body flatten yep. out, but like the, the force of it all forces the skeleton to yes. bounce off the ground. Yeah, well, it'll, it'll look like it's running around like it's a fucking Halloween special for a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, as it is, it sounds like you're crumbling crackers over your soup when he lands, essentially. Like it's just yeah, like bad, a uh, crack. sound effects here. Yeah, yeah it's just I wasn't not good. impressed. It is fantastic. Uh, and Robin Tooney, because Robin Tooney specifically is like, no, no, I can make it. There's like, if she makes it to the wall, everything's going to be okay. But she can't, obviously cannot. Um, cannot reach it. No. Um, I realized with this movie, and I've realized this before, but I guess it just reminded me of this, you know, uh, ignorance again. And I was thinking about this um a few months back in quarantine, because Chelsea and I are going through all the Mission Impossible movies because she'd never seen them. Um, how is it? Well, like, I guess what Tom Cruise is doing is a little bit different because he's doing like the totally free climb in that movie, which, by the way, came out like just like six months uh, before Vertical Limit. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. It was like a summer. Summer 2000 was MI2 and then December 2000 was this movie. Yeah, we but, uh, we originally had the dad uh, dying of cancer, but uh, we thought it'd be. We saw Mission Impossible too. We thought we could be a little bit more dramatic here. But how how like when these motherfuckers are climbing, do they get the thing like up in the rock so I, far ahead of them? I'm Is never, someone using like a Batman gun to like shoot a <laughs> shoot shoot like a claw into a rock above them or man, something? I do not know. I just like this whole element of outdoorsmanship is just not for me. Anybody it's, ever do any rock climbing? No. No. No, no, no. Do you guys ever do like indoor rock climbing? I got closer to smoking crack than I did to this, you know. <laughs> You buy some some weed with a little bit of a, some extra on there, yeah, kind of a thing. That's as, happened as far as your history sure. of rocks go. Well, maybe, <laughs> yeah, St Steve Sadek stars in Uh Oh, It's Chronic again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> maybe someone throws down like a line at the top and it gets secured, and everyone uses it. I, it I, could I, be. Again, yeah, I, don't I don't really know. Um, I've done like indoor rock climbing. There was a place in Albany that that used to offer it, and it was fun. But that's like obviously like way less stakes than this, of course. But right, I'd like yeah. to do that. Yeah, um, it looks fun. Indoor stuff looks fun. I don't know if I'll ever get to the point where obviously not. I'm a fucking ninety year old man now. But <laughs> and every day you if you listen to this in the future, before you know, after twenty twenty one, then I'm very much an old man. 
but I, I mean, could never. Yeah, I couldn't see myself doing it. The only reason I would do that or have kids is to re- reenact this scene in <laughs> on a rock wall with the kids. That'd be the only reason to do either thing, honestly. <laughs> Surviving this instance, uh, both Robin Tinney and Chris O'Donnell do. Like, I would be the world's even more so out of shape. I would be like four bills, 400 pounds, mm-hmm. an enormous alcoholic, and never leave my house again. You know what I'm not doing? Ever going outside or doing anything outdoors. Like, so it would the, just be COVID. The trauma. No, it would just be COVID, right? Like, this is, <laughs> exactly. Like, I feel like I'm four bills right now, never leave the house, just drink all the time. Exactly, but now you but you're not hearing your dad in in uh in your head when you go to sleep. You're gonna kill me, you're gonna fucking kill me, you're gonna fucking kill me. I just stopped answering the phone. That's all that. (laughs) It would be hilarious if when he cut him, he just screamed out, "Thank you, son." (laughs) Yeah, or like that would be great. Like at the end, it's like you did the right thing. Everything's gonna be okay. Don't you don't blame yourself. Don't or blame me. I planned this. <laughs> I can't believe you actually did it. It was a test. <laughs> it was a test. <laughs> he suddenly hits I mean, like a least... big net that was underneath it that they couldn't see. Oh, shit. What is it? The game? Mm. Yes. So it's it's like... it was the whole thing was fake? You f- yeah. you failed me, Peter. Now we go to the where your life is in my hands. <laughs> I mean, you know, as far as the how they react to it or whatever, like Robin Tunney's character continues climbing, which I feel is out of the question. At least with Chris O'Donnell, he's like, question. he's like, I'm just going to become a National Geographic nature photographer, and that's going to be my life. And also on the side, become like best buds with the Pakistani army. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, exiling yourself to Pakistan seems about right mm-hmm. for yeah, reacting yeah, that to true. this. That's about right. Continuing to climb as if you just want to join your dad in the afterlife, a little less makes sense. Well, I guess if if you're chasing it though, you know, you're just fucking you want to chase down death, oh, yeah. dude. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah, why don't you just do like ever uh do Everest naked? Listen, Annie, I'm just helping the Pakistani army conceal and hide bin Laden. That's it. <laughs> uh, we cut to three years later. We're in the Himalayas. And yeah, Chris O'Donnell is doing some nature photography uh, in Pakistan, like in the mountains. Um, he's photographing some snow leopards, having a good time, which is great. I love he gets pissed off at like the number two right here who like drops something and he's I'm trying to take pictures of these fucking snow leopards. He drops a film canister like yeah I mean I understand that you're not supposed to do that but it's not like he's just like opening a bag of like Muncho's chips <laughs> you know. Are you gonna be done soon or what? <laughs> Anyone remember Muncho's the loudest of all the chips? No I thought yes. that was a I thought that was like a fake name you just came up with. <sighs> Is it Muncho's or Munches? Hold on. Munchers. Munchies. Well, while you while while you look that up, Andrew, the the Mission Impossible angle uh, is interesting because uh, Fallout, I believe, takes place sort of in an area like this Pakistan disputed area. Oh yeah, I do sort of vaguely remember that actually. We got up to um, we did Ghost Protocol was our our last rewatch there. I have the uh, 4K box set. Oh, oh. should ring the bell. You know what, Andrew? That's five points. Actually, no, and it is, <laughs> See, it, is indeed, it. it is indeed Muncho's chips. Muncho's? Munchos? So wait, why were they the loudest of all the chips, though? I don't know why. It was just like the way that I just put uh, an image in the chat so you can see it. You might have you might have run across these in the wild. 
Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. I have proudly walked by these. Okay. We weren't even, but they weren't even that loud. Like, I think that's just what they said on the fucking package <laughs> to get you to buy the bad chips. Because they suck. Light- they were awful. This this bag, anyway, says a light-tasting, crispy snack. Ugh. <laughs> okay, I see the link you sent. There's some reviews here, and there's a two-star review. First time this product arrives with the majority already open. Very disappointing. <laughs> oh, a photo. No. He includes a photo here of all these Muncho chips with the bags. <laughs> they look, actually, someone pulled them open. This is interesting. What, well, what? Someone, the, the UPS guy on the way is just kind of like, hey, you nice. I would be because why are you buying fucking potato chips on Amazon? And I will tell you right now, yeah, I agree with that. thing, because uh, I I had to I had to see because there was a thing that was like, see all buying options. There's one option, a new bag. It doesn't tell you how many are in this fucking thing. Forty seven dollars, Steve. <sighs> Maybe they're out of like circulation. Well, and someone's actually, hoarding them. Kind of. That's possible. <laughs> I says, would buy uh, that. It says uh, uh, 2.5 ounce bags, 20, I think, per container. Oh, okay. okay. But still, that's overpriced. That's that's really, that's a lot of money for 20 bags of chips. I'm just glad you guys didn't read my one-star review that said not loud enough. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, oh my God. Here is this bag of the open (laughs) chips, and I am (laughs) laughing. Also, I'm sorry. Uh... You order food from Amazon, snack food, uh, any food. You open it, it's open, and you're still giving two stars? <laughs> what would, would Jeff Bezos have to take a shit hey, in the box hey, for you to do hey, one star? Hey, they were munchos, all right? They're my favorite. <laughs> look, look, it's like eating salty air. What do you want from me? It's delicious. <laughs> I, I mean, here's the thing. I apologize to Linda, as this will be... That we're spending so much time on Muncho's chips. <laughs> She's loving it. Oh yeah. oh yeah, oh uh, yeah. I do. So yeah, this guy, like whatever. Like they, they they leave, and it's like a nice day. This guy like looks away for one second, trips and cripples himself in the most horrific fashion I've ever seen. Dude, this trip and fall is hilarious. I don't, I don't even know. I mean, I saw the movie. I watched it this morning. I was stone cold sober. I have no clue what the hell this guy was doing. How did he hurt himself? <laughs> he like he falls. just he just falls over, and he like somehow like gets in his leg wedged in between two rocks, and then goes the other way. And it's a pretty awful break. Oof, yeah, it's a nasty fall, but also <laughs> it means absolutely nothing for this movie. I guess it gets Chris O'Donnell to base camp essentially because well, he has to get this guy medical. I think they put this guy down like a dog. You never see him again. It's. I mean, it's yeah, introducing well, the move. I think it's introducing him to Tamara Morrison probably. Yes. Right. Tamara yes. Morrison, not a lot to do in this movie. Also, he not Pakistani. Indeed, FYI. No, 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 no. He's playing hmm. a Pakistani man. Um, but it it makes sense insofar as they shot this movie in New Zealand. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Although he so does, that, you know, he has one great thing to do when he diffuses a man's shoe. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. right. this movie has too much in it that is not much going on in it. Like, okay, yeah. a shoe, a shoe. <laughs> That's a th- the thing with Mar- the Martin Campbell like playbook is I'm never gonna bore you. It may not make any sense, and it might be like. Pl- implausible in the extreme and silly well, but i'm failed. not gonna bore you i, I wasn't bored by this really i was i was 
I was into the movie here and there, but I feel like there was a huge swath in the middle that I was like, really? There's a 90 minute cut of this movie that's much better for exactly. sure. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know that I was bored per se, but yeah, you do kind of feel this movie. There was a lot of me like looking at eBay in the middle of this movie. <laughs> I, I paused it. Getting munchos on eBay, dude. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Fingers crossed they're not open. <laughs> <laughs> I paused this movie and I was staggered by the fact that there was an hour left to the runtime. Ooh, that sucks. Yeah, I, I like, did a pause right, in about 30 minutes. And, yeah, yeah, I paused it like right in the middle and I was like, no! Wait, so I yeah. see my dad fall off a fucking cliff. <laughs> no! <laughs> an hour! Um, but so Peter and Annie are reunited awkwardly at this base camp because she, you know, is is she's gone on to become a great mountain climber in her own right, and she is leading a group of uh, rich fucking idiots up K two, led of course by the late, the great Bill Paxton as Elliot Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like their whole thing is like they haven't really spoken since the death of the father. Sort of, you know, it's like, oh, what are you doing here? Here's a uh, situation. I, 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 here's 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 a flaw in this movie. Not enough Bill Paxton because yeah. you've got a Bill Paxton that's in my favorite mode of Bill Paxton, which is nervous and definitely kind of villainous. That is a great Bill Paxton to have. Like he he fucks with this one guy, but there should be like three other people he can kill in in that crevasse. Now we're now we got a movie. It's like five of them, and he's like systematically fucking them over it, it is interesting uh character because it's just like a super coward who like has no problem killing people around him if it means his own survival and yes i do appreciate that they make this guy uh aggressively from texas because it reads completely right to me absolutely and he's got an excellent uh pervert mustache uh it's really wonderful i thought it, w- it held up throughout the movie uh, this I, movie, man, it, it made me miss him in a big bad way. Yeah. I don't know the last time I watched Bill Paxton in a movie. I mean, I feel like I've seen him in stuff since he passed or was murdered by that doctor. Um, but this was just like, man, he was just so good. I yes. this is my favorite mode of of Bill Paxton. Also, I mean, just like scum, you know, coward villain guy. It's yeah. kind of. It's kind of a meteor version of his True Lies character. Yes. Because he's kind of like a scum. You know, he's, he is oh, a scumbag man. in that movie, too. He is yeah. an incredible. Like, that's kind of the problem. Is he's such an amazing scumbag in that, that this, you can't touch it. Like, yeah. he's, he's talking about pissing himself in that movie. Like, I'm a, I'm a weak, sh- I have a tiny dick. It's embarrassing. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, <that's>, right. <laughs> It's so good. Like, it's incredible. It's an incredible performance. But like yeah. this, he's just kind of he has to keep it even because the whole movie is very even. Like nothing goes too out of control except for the snow. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, the thing I was wondering about: Do you guys think there's any truth to this? Because it was a bit of uh, uh, IMDb Tribune trivia, so it could just be completely garbage. But there's a piece of trivia on there that says that this movie started out originally as a sequel to Cliffhanger. I buy that kind of right. Sure. There's explosions, yeah. um, explosions, a rescue mission on a mountain, right? Because I feel like if that's the case, if it was like a cliffhanger too, uh, regardless of you know Stallone's participation, 
then I think Paxton would have had more free reign to sort of Lithgow it up a little bit. You oh, know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, like a, a, Chris, a Christopher O'Donnell movie, you can't be as campy as you can with a Stallone movie. Because oh, Chris O'Donnell isn't that great, everybody. I mean, like he's a totally fine, what? great, great looking guy. <laughs> but Thank I you, mean, boy. yeah, but yeah. that's just no. kind of, you know. I've always had a soft trash. spot for him. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I don't know it, why. I, I have a soft spot for him because he's the only Robin we ever got other than Burt fucking Ward. Can we stop already? Like, making new Batman properties without Robin? Like, I am sick of it. I am fucking yeah, sick of it. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, man. doesn't make it's any sense. And what is the deal, though? That fucking, in them, in them there are Snyder movies and whatnot, like, Robin has already been murdered? Because it's grim, dude. It's grim dark. By the way, right. I just... Grim dark. I just realized what he was promoting on Conan. It was the 1993 Three Musketeers. Which oh. is the reason why Ooh. I like him. Like, there's no other reason why I like him, but I watch that movie all the time. I watched that movie. Re- I think I watched that movie during lockdown, and I couldn't tell you a lick about it, even though it's got an all-star <laughs> cast. Is it's- that the one that starts with, like, Gerard Depardieu's going to hang himself in the barn? Which one is that? Or is that Man in the Iron Mask where they do that? That's that's Man in the Iron Mask. Yes. Which is also okay, a okay. terrible movie I watched during lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> also good uh, uh, good Tim Curry villain, as always, mm-hmm. in that movie. The god Tim Curry. Yeah, so like, uh, whatever. Uh, they She is very much like, hey man, nice to see you. Remember when we dissolved our family because we don't talk anymore because I totally blame you for our father's death? And that's a totally fine family cancellation right there. Mm-hmm. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? We, You're we not making mention of this mother. I can presume that she's dead. This dad had a fucking backflop onto a rock. Like, this family's canceled. I would I would be so... If, uh, Chris O'Donnell is being way too uh, genteel here. He's like, well, Annie, he told me to do it. and I did. I'd be like, fucking, fuck you, Annie. You don't know what I'm living with having your dad scream at you like i i wake up fucking screaming every night you can relax well yeah the the problem See, here is that chris o'donnell says hello to her <laughs> avoid her entirely do not do this I, listen man you're at you're at a tiny base camp in pakistan uh at the foot of the himalayas first of all i what are don't the odds? think <laughs> i yeah what are the odds indeed but i don't think there's a lot of room for snubbing <laughs> where are you gonna go but the whole she- brilliance of a snub is that you do the snub and then you can escape. But does she know that he's there before he's there? Like before no, he, he introduces. Acci- he, he accidentally, not accidentally, but he walks into the tent, yes. which is like their little command center, where she just happens to be. So it's not like he saw her from afar and was like, ooh, perchance to spy a lady, and then like went after her. It was an accidental, like, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, like, that's kind of where they're at. And we meet other people, uh, such as Ben Mendelssohn and the other guy. Dude, I have been writing Ben Mendelssohn and other guy in my notes <laughs> this whole thing. I mean, these two guys, I don't know, man. They're apparently based off of two real life brothers who are also mountain climbing superstars, but like, I need fucking subtitles on these two. I don't know what the hell's going on. It was a tough one for me, too. Uh, Very Australian, uh, the two of them, which is lovely, lovely. Just a lot of drunken sexist talk, like you would like, (laughs) but between Ben Mendelsohn and Ben Otherson. (laughs) (laughs) That's, see, my biggest problem, not my biggest, but a problem I had with this movie, and I have problems with 
movies that are also this way where it's like we got a lot of characters they're all fucking white people and they all just have like totally forgettable last names that they're being referenced by yeah or just like forgettable first names i had to just use the actors names for most of my notes because like i can't keep track of there's so many people in this movie there are um, but, like, the biggest thing is, like, Paxton is, you know, he is this, like, Texas billionaire, Elliot Vaughn guy. He's launching an airline, so it's a little Richard Branson-y. And the yep. whole thing is, like, this is a publicity stunt because they want to climb to the top of K2 as the inaugural flight from the, the airline is going to fly over. And it's just going to be a big promotion thing. Even though Bill Paxton will tell you, their Paxton's character, that, you know, that's not the case. It is the case. It's a whole very expensive, very dangerous publicity stunt for his airline. Which he, his backstory is a couple of years earlier, he tried this before and like yes. everybody died and he's like the lone survivor of that tragedy. And he's just like, you know, it'd be awesome. Like, can you imagine being in the meeting and they're like, all right, so we launched the airline in June. Uh, we're thinking a, a bunch of like remote parties would be really fun and possibly you know, some cool. Hey, I got an idea. What if I go back to that mountain what killed all those people and had me in the uh, press <laughs> for years and do it again and I could wave at the at the plane? Yeah, wouldn't What the, if I'm waving at the plane? Would it the wouldn't the heat storm just be dying down now? Exactly. Like right about yep. now you would be getting and like uh, like you know that Drudge Report is going to put something online being like, "Well, he's done it again, going to kill again, isn't he?" <laughs> exactly. I, I love I love when he's at this base camp like hashing out this idea and Scott Glenn is kind of like the horror harbinger of doom like, "You kids are going to die on that mountain." <laughs> he definitely is. And he knows that the mountain is cursed. I mean, there's so much about the connection of Scott Glenn and Bill Paxton's characters in this movie that are not revealed until until way too late in the movie. Yep. Yes. And I feel like this has to be the cold open, right? And even, you know, you could work in the dad and all of that also if you want to. Like, they're all on this big team trying to help this rich billionaire climb this mountain or whatever, and then tragedy strikes and it's the billionaire's fault, like... That's all kind of great because, like, what I want and what this movie is, because this movie is a rescue mission, but what this movie needs to be is a Scott Glenn fucking revenge movie, and yes. I would be 100% here for oh, it. Oh, yeah. The Walter Hill movie inside this movie is phenomenal. <laughs> yes. Like, the, the, just those two going at it and, like, him being like, that will let, that'll get you really nasty, Paxton, like you mm -hmm. want. Like a near and dark that's situation. Your, that's your, I mean, that's your cliffhanger too. Yep. And you remove, you take the movie out of Chris O'Donnell's hands and you put it in Scott Glenn's. Oh Great idea. I just realized <laughs> that uh, Stallone's character was definitely the Scott Glenn character. Mm, oh yes. Like the Ooh. one guy. I don't. I don't. I don't climb. I don't climb with people. I climb alone. Oh yeah. You're I'm totally fucking right, dude. Yeah, a couple years ago, John Lee's guy had me at the top of the mountain, man. And I was like, I don't know. Better <laughs> drop a helicopter on this guy or whatever, uh, man. That guy uh, was bad news. Hey, quick question. How are you going to wave to a jumbo jet? I just want to know. Are they, they going to honk the horn or what? I'm just imagining him <laughs> just with like really long strand, like gray hairs, Stallone <laughs> oh, with this wig. Oh, man. That's a great philosophical question I just brought up myself, man. 
Do uh, do planes need horns or what? <laughs> <laughs> you ever got a honk a horn on the runway or what? Uh, my name is uh, Montgomery Wick, and uh, my wife is dead, but I saved our only child, John. <laughs> yes. And we'll be bringing him up in, in, in a Russian gulag. <laughs> yeah, my, my new best friend. She's uh, Angelica Houston. She's my new business partner. She's going to take my, my son, John Wick, and raise him in the uh, Russian mafia. <laughs> uh, uh, don't let him get near dogs. He gets too attached. uh one of the people that we meet is this australian guy uh the big hunk guy here um who's an actor that's been in a ton of shit um the blonde guy yeah skip uh yeah skip the guy's name in the movie is skip taylor the guy's name in real life is robert taylor yes he was agent jones in the matrix the one that is not agent smith oh Oh. yes Uh, oh Ask your grandfather because he's been in Longmire for 63 episodes. So <laughs> oh, wake, wake right? up, Grandpa, and ask you about how good he was on Longmire. Um, but he's got a kind of funny thing because, uh, you know, there's some uh, complaining about, oh, we pack taking Paxson up that mountain or, or whatever. And this dude's like, yeah, well, you think that's bad? I have to take up this movie producer who has indefinite diarrhea. <laughs> Yes, that's right. Uh, he's got the runs, mate, which is really he's got the runs like, all the time. It never stops. It's like a spigot; you can't turn it off. The diarrhea is just coming out of his ass. I, I mean, <laughs> IBS is a real thing, and that's that's you, you know what you don't do: climb mountains. You absolutely do not climb. Don't mountains. do it. No, bad you, idea. You, you sit in the back row of a movie theater and you don't climb mountains. <laughs> <laughs> that, those are the two things. Is this uh, this experience talking here? Or? <laughs> just you know, hey man. <laughs> If you're known to maybe shit a little bit, maybe you want to f- start planning your exit a little earlier. Known to shit a little bit. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> that whole thing is weird, though, because that, like, whoever that movie producer character is, like, never comes back. Like, nope. he doesn't go on the initial climb or anything, which sucks mm-hmm. because that guy is the kind of character that it would get the rock, the mountain climbing version of the Schiffening from the Lost World <laughs> yes. Jurassic Park. You know that a fucking dumpy little egg-shaped dude like that would have a horrendous death in a mountain Oh, dude, no, this, this is the move. He's on the side of the mountain, you know, he's like, ah, I, sorry, I, I, just give me a minute. And then, like, uh, he goes, oh, my, my indefinite diarrhea is he goes, and, he, and the mountain starts to rubble. And, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Fartalinch! <laughs> Fartalinch! Larry the Cable Guy stars in Fartalinch. Dude, it is it is yet another uh remake of um Force Majeure with Larry the Cable Guy. And it's just called Fartalinch. And it's him at a fucking Swiss skiing resort with his family, and it's like, oh my god, it's an avalanche! <laughs> yeah. You ever fart so hard you endanger your entire family? <laughs> he dives under the table, and then it's like, Larry, there wasn't a fart lanch, honey. You just left <laughs> us all to die. <laughs> hey, cool, now I'm definitely getting divorced. <laughs> He's got, like, one of those big Viking horns that you would, like, blow into, but he just puts his asshole up to yes. it. And just yep, blows that's how he saves the it. day. Yeah, that's the final move. <laughs> I like this fart lanch idea. <laughs> 
I'm like, you think uh, people would uh, not like me if I wore a T-shirt that said Fartalanche on it? <laughs> I think they would. <laughs> they like might you. like you even more. Exactly. <laughs> people would love you if you had like, that T-shirt. <laughs> okay, great. Maybe I'll get a Fartalanche <laughs> shirt going. Yeah, you got you got the uh, the the Ricola the yodlers up in the mountains saying Ricola. <laughs> but because Fartalanche. we. <laughs> We never see that fucking movie producer bite it. We never really get yes. back into that at all. So that's another example of something that could be cut. Yes. Totally. Um, um, we also meet Monique, played by Isabella Skorupko, uh, more famously known as uh, Natalia from GoldenEye. Is this the only uh, other movie she's ever been in? That's in English, oh, she, probably. She, I mean, she's a big okay. Polish actress, I think. Ah, I see. Um, but she's, she's like... Uh, with uh our other guy skip there right they're kind of because like yeah. we meet them and they're like sort of fighting with each other oh by the way no i mean yeah i mean she's not in a ton of stuff but she does continue working but she was also in she had a good like early aughts because she was in um well i mean obviously she came to hollywood bigly with GoldenEye, but then like i mean she was in this she's in well yeah uh, same, same pre- previous episode too. rain of, right 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 yes. uh previous episode reign of fire um she's also an exorcist the beginning wow so you know she was she was around we should okay. mention GoldenEye was another previous episode as well oh we, that's we right one movies. of the first one of the first wlms that's yeah. right on the on the patreon feed interesting uh yeah but so she's in it and it, she's kind of like she is also a climber because they're fighting about like you know whether or not the weather conditions are good this whole movie is like Bill Paxton uses all of his billions of dollars to have all these people come to this base camp where they have all like, you know, fancy computers and whatnot. They're gauging the weather and everything. And like she appears to not be having it with like the findings that Paxton's crew is is after here. Yes. And also, yeah, Scott Glenn, they do have this huge party and everyone's there. And Scott Glenn does come out and be like, what's the weather going to be like, Mr. Paxton? (laughs) (laughs) bill paxton's line right here at the start of this party too because of course of course there's a microphone so of course he's got to get on the mic at this base camp party and he's like welcome to the highest party in the world (laughs) and they all go fucking crazy about it yeah by the way after scott glenn does that like threat and and obviously this is again i just realized this is the perfect stallone stuff because he's got this giant beard and then he goes back yeah. to his like cabin and he's just like shaving it off with a straight razor, not trimming any of it first, just taking long hairs a dr- off. And oh, a dry <laughs> shave. Yikes. Yeah. Dude, I, it's I was cringing. I was absolutely cringing at that scene. Cringiest part of the movie. Oh, but he'd probably be reading a Bible. He wouldn't be working with the stones or anything like that. <laughs> he'd just be reading a good old Bible. Um, and then we also have uh, Nicholas Leah as Tom McLaren. He's kind of like the biggest supporting character here. And this dude, love seeing this, man. One of my favorite shows of all time, The X-Files. Love seeing people from that show get work. He played Alex Krychek uh, throughout the series. He's Woo! basically like Robin Tunney. Uh, he, he's the ultimate guide, right? He's like the leader of everything, making all the decisions, even though like Paxton's like bullying him into doing all of this clearly. But he's like, you know, the as Paxton describes it, like, you know, the the best climber on this mountain and all, and all that kind of stuff there. Which is fucking hilarious. I mean, it's just like the fact that this guy is the best climber on the mountain and gets into the situation. Clearly, he's not the best climber on this mountain. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. 
You get um, sold a bill of goods there, pal. <laughs> you got sold a lemon, mountain yeah, climbing but, wise. I mean, to his credit, he kept saying we have to turn back, and Paxton's just like, "No, I got to wave at the plane." <laughs> Dude, it's such a bullshit thing too, because you're right. The whole time he's like, "Actually, I don't know, Bill Paxton. The weather's changing here. Uh, there's, a, I'm seeing a bunch of spin drift coming off the mountain. Like, this isn't looking good, man." And he repeatedly says it, and then like. After the shit hits the fan, Paxton's like, he says something to Paxton like, I fucking told you, dude, the weather was changing. And he's like, yeah, but you let me bully you, didn't you? What kind of leader are you? And I was like, oh, man, what <laughs> yeah. a shitty thing well, to do to this guy. I would spend the rest of the movie like wasting my oxygen, really reaming this guy out. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, we're dying. Isn't it awesome? We had to go a little bit further. Why don't you wave to the plane? <laughs> wave from the crevasse, you son of a bitch. That is the one thing that the movie does not offer is like, you know, regardless of whatever mountain climbing shenanigans, I mean, planes have to run on time. So like it would have been hilarious if the plane flew over like at the very end of the movie. like, And then you got like this, whatever dude in the cockpit was like, wow. I saw like an explosion there, and clearly something went down. Well, that wasn't as celebratory oh, as we thought what, it was going to be. Here's what happens: the plane starts flying over around the time this fucking nitro starts lighting up around the mountain, and the Pakistani yeah. military is like, "That plane is an aggressor," and shoots it out of the sky. <laughs> I like it. Ooh, mm -hmm. that would have been great. That would have been something. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, that's now what happens is like once this mountain climb starts. Not a lot really happens here. We do see Scott Glenn like sets out early in the morning, like before sunrise. You don't really know what's going on there. They tell you like way later in the movie. Um, but like, you know, Paxton sets out. There's some other old guy who's like maybe the Paxton's like accountant or something who's like, hee haw, this is a great day for Texas. <laughs> As, yeah. as the as the ascent starts, you know, it, is, he's not the guy who offers the 500,000, is he? He, no, he yes. is the guy. Yes. That's, That's that guy. guy. Okay. Because, yes, yeah, so like, they just start going, and everything's going fine. But, yeah, there is a storm that start that's possible to come. And, like, you know, Pax is like, hey, man, we're just a little bit further up. All we got to do is move, move our little buns up there. Then we're waving at that plane. And it's just like, well, no, there's a storm, and that's really bad in this incredibly dangerous situation. One, one great moment is the weather starts turning, and Paxton screams at this mountain, fuck you. Dude, him saying fuck you at that mountain man is hilarious. I would is like to the avalanche or no? <laughs> uh it's a fartalanche. Yeah, he squeaked one out. I would oh, like dude, to that believe... would be great if he got he got like he got like frustrated with uh the mountain and he fucking turned around and did like an ace ventura and talked out his ass cheeks to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or you could ca cause an avalanche by ha opening a bag and chewing on some munchos, possibly. Oh, yeah, the oh, what are you doing dude. bringing that up on this mountain? That's the loudest chip. <laughs> I mean, what is? what do you think the snack situation is? You got like a lot of like, you're bringing a cooler with some sandwiches, maybe, or it's all it's power bar based. It's all power and, yeah, and, 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 and ooze, I would yeah. say. It's all power bars made out of apple cores and Chinese newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> nutrient pastes, nutrient oozes, all those kinds of things. I would definitely bring a deli sandwich up there, you know, like a, a nice mm -hmm. turkey cheese situation. Oh, no, fuck that, dude. You're climbing K2, Italian combo or bust. <laughs> It'd be rock hard. It'd be sucking it like a popsicle. Yeah. 
you. Ooh, sandwich popsicle. Mm. <laughs> it's a billion, do- billion dollar idea right there. Oh yeah, frozen <laughs> Italian dressing. Mm. Okay, how about after COVID, we buy like a like an ice cream truck and we're selling sandwiches out of it? Like uh-huh. suck on a sandwich. <laughs> Cold sandwiches. Dude. I think you could call it Suck My Sandwich. Yeah. That's what you paint on the side of the truck. <laughs> oh, man, I ordered all these liverwursts, and the kids just won't eat them. Oh, the kids. We, we're the only sandwich truck not allowed around children with the Suck yeah, My Sandwich absolutely. logo. We just have to, like, give it to, like, Grampies to, like, gum. Oh, yes. Finally, something coming out of a food truck I can eat. Let me suck this sandwich. Uh. Yeah, you suck it until like the ice is gone and that roast beef goes down your throat. Yeah, I imagine you not getting that far up and taking a bite of this sandwich and hearing a big like crack, and then everybody's like, "What did you do?" And you're like, "What? I just asked for a little romaine lettuce on the top. That's all. Just a little romaine lettuce on the top. That's all." Bartolage! <laughs> yeah, sandwiches can make you gassy, can't they? They mm-hmm. can. Yes, they can. Oof. There is a thing, also, I was, I was thinking about it, um, another, like, uh, thing that Paxton sort of uses against, uh, I'm just calling him Alex Krychek from here on out. Oh, sure. Krychek, you know, he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, man, well, how about this? You're supposed to be the big, bad mountain climber, and you're going to turn back? You're going to turn back. Well, how is that going to make your business look? Like, threatening this dude's fucking livelihood, like, in the middle of all of this. You know what? I'll come back with all my limbs, and I'll come back with everyone I came up here with, which is a great idea. That's going to help <laughs> my business. with my, my uh, Keeping my fatality rate down makes my right. profit soar. And well, you know what? Worst comes to worst. I'll just go work at a bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a loser's mentality, buddy. I'm going to keep on a going. <laughs> uh, yeah, so an avalanche happens. The three of them fall into this fucking ravine. There are some other folk that are climbing with them, like behind them, yes. who are just murdered instantly by this avalanche. Um, but the three, yeah, the three of them are just sort of stuck in this cave that then you know, winds up getting and, covered over. And Krychek is, like, seriously injured when he falls. And oh, right, right, right. Yeah, isn't yeah, yeah. one of the people who gets killed Alexander Siddig's fr- uh, friend? Yes. Yes, friend or cousin or something like yeah, that. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Deep Space Nine's Alexander Siddig, also in this movie. Love Woo-hoo. that dude. I think he's pretty great here, but, you know, wasted. Yeah. Um, he's, just mostly, for, for, he's mostly used as a punching bag by Ben Mendelsohn, right? Yes, yeah, punching bag by Ben Mendelsohn, and then just uh, you know, meat for the body count in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, was this the last pretty positive depiction of of of, of the Muslim faith before the big one hit? Yeah, I think this is this is this is, this is one of the last ones. One get last, it in there. Yeah, last one. Everybody get their picks. Yeah, I mean, and it, even in sure, this though, he's, like he's, he's viewed as I mean, he's shown as like a a decent guy, but uh, Ben Mendelsohn's just making fun of his faith the entire time. Yes, I mean, exactly. While the char- the character itself is not coded as a villain or or a you know a terrorist or whatever, yeah, he does not escape fucking Islamophobia because Ben Mendelsohn's like. Or you go to pray on the mountain there, or get your rug down in the snow and whatnot. Man, but there. Oh, hey, everybody. Hey, do, you, do you moose lambs believe in hell? But it's it's great because like they they all wind up going together, and like this scene between him and Ben Mendelsohn, which we just talk about now, where he's, he's on a prayer rug, 
and he's praying. He's like, oh, you got to do that even on a mountain? And it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, hey, do you believe in hell? Because I just wonder where I'm going to go if this whole thing doesn't go the right way. And, it's and like, he, he never lets him finish praying, by the way. He's no. asking these questions during it. Well, isn't the conclusion of the thing is like, don't you think you should let me pray on this one occasion? And he's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll shut up. I'll, I'll shut up. It, but it, 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 it's a real like. All side characters die, my friend. Some of them live. Uh, some of them are comical. Some of them are inspiring. Some of them sacrifice themselves. But all side characters die. I mean, when I heard Ben Mendelsohn and Ben Otherson talking to that lady, like being like a blowjob, like to her, I was like, oh, they're dead. They're, oh, they're dead. I'm they're, like, they're fucking cool. dead. They I are think very for dead. the most part, without seeing this movie ahead of time. I nailed all of the the characters who were gonna die, like but one. I really thought that uh, Alexander Siddig was gonna make it through this movie, <laughs> and un- unfortunately not. Um, so the bad news reaches down to base camp. There's a really uncomfortable moment where like a woman on the team is like crying about this, and fucking Skip, this Australian guy, is like, "If you're gonna do that, do it outside." <laughs> Get you crying out in the snow. Probably one of the dumbest parts of this movie is that their radio doesn't work uh, inside the crevasse or whatever. And um, uh, Robin Tunney's like, I haven't. Uh, and then, oh, no, Chris O'Donnell starts doing Morse code. And <laughs> right. uh, Robin Tunney's like, starts returning it. And Bill Paxton has to be like, wait, what are you doing? And she's like, <laughs> oh, I'm doing Morse code. My dad taught it to me. Because we're fucking survivalists, and wouldn't you know it anyway? And he's like, wow, smart man, your father. I'm like, everyone, if you're on a mountain, knows Morse code. I just feel like that's what's going on. Well, wait, did I maybe kill your father, too? (laughs) (laughs) I've been killing a lot of people. Maybe, I, you know, that might have been my equipment. I might have lent him my equipment that week. Who knows? Uh, me, as a white billionaire, uh, I'm responsible for the deaths of a lot of people. (laughs) It's true. We That's die totally so true. they live. <laughs> um so like there's sort of like a uh there's a group meeting where Chris O'Donnell is like, "Look, I'm one of the only actual human beings here apparently. We got to go save these people. You know, I need four folks, you know, who's with me?" And honestly, every one of these like cuz not everyone uh, this is what I don't understand. The crowd at that party the night before is packed. It's a packed party. It's yeah, huge. right. There's like, like hundreds of people there. Who are and like who what are, are they all these doing? Yeah, totally. Right. Like what are they doing there? Not everyone was on this Paxton climb, but like everyone at this base camp who cheered on this insanity should get punched right in the fucking dick <laughs> because none of them offer to help out Bill Paxton or uh, uh, Chris O'Donnell look, right here. Nobody. Look, all they wanted to do was to come to Pakistan and eat some barbecue, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Which is a normal thing to do, okay? But, I mean, come on, Andrew. You've been to parties before. Like, maybe the next morning mm. you're waking up, you crash at a buddy's place like, hey, man, can you do me a huge favor and climb this fucking mountain? <laughs> like, no. The answer is absolutely not. <laughs> It's just funny, though, because I was having a real hard time understanding, like, the purpose of all these people. Are they just, like, climb junkies, but only, like, to go there? I I think they're also with his company. Like, they're just the people, like, his support staff, in a way. Yeah, Yeah, which that sucks, Kind of a situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, You have to travel all the way to the 
foot of the Himalayas mm-hmm. because your fucking rich boss is a maniac. Yeah, it's like South by Southwest. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Redford is there. <laughs> is that that's Sundance, right? Oh, damn. Yeah, yeah it's all the same, though. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's sort of like, oh, we should, well, I should show my face. <laughs> um. So. We determine through some uh, calculations that they have a 36-hour rescue window. After 36 hours, the three of them are going to be dead uh, due to high-altitude exposure. Mm -hmm. Um, Chris O'Donnell, hilariously, uh, and this I feel is also a remnant maybe from an earlier script that also supports the Cliffhanger 2 theory. Chris O'Donnell gets support from the Pakistani army. This dude who at the beginning of the movie was like, I like you, Chris O'Donnell, because you're the only fucking Westerner that comes here that doesn't want to conquer anything. Or I like National Geographic because they don't want to conquer anything. This dude is like, all right, cool nature photographer. I got you covered. Take all the nitroglycerin you want. Uh, This is Roshan Seth of uh, Gandhi fame of... um, Indiana Jones, the Temple of Doom fame, and most importantly, Dalsim in Street Fighter. Most importantly. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, this was this dude was Dalsim? Yes, he was. I've never uh, wasted much time on that Gandhi motion picture, <laughs> but I've seen the Street Fighter movie multiple times. <laughs> Ooh, that Gandhi one is long, though. That one is like three hours, and it is boring. They get trapped in a crevasse in that, right? Yeah, they do. They <laughs> actually do. <laughs> It's a, it's a fasting. Get out. It's a fasting crevasse. Yeah, I mean you can't eat down uh, there. You're stuck, and all the sandwiches are frozen solid. And he's <laughs> he's not an animal like these Grampies were selling sandwiches to. Oh, good question. Would you be breaking your hunger strike if you're sucking on a sandwich? Oh, maybe that's how he got around it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, just like sucking on frozen food. Yeah, yeah. It's just you suck like, it. Oh, but- that. Yeah, just had like a five-minute suck sesh, and you're like, yeah, that's enough. I'm good. Now, you now look, suck all the nutrients out of the sandwich, but you produce a full sandwich at the end that you're not eating. Now, look, mm. what we're going to do, Mahatma, <laughs> is we're going to put these frozen peas in your mouth, but then you have to spit all of them back out when they've melted. You <laughs> yeah. cannot swallow any of them. You just See? have to suck on the peas. You get pea water from that, <laughs> and it sustains. <laughs> like, there's a little nutrients in that pea water. Uh-huh. Got it. That's P E A, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So this is the whole. We mentioned this, but this is where uh, this dude Skip is like accidentally just stepping in some leaking nitroglycerin that's on the floor here, (laughs) and poor Tamora Morrison's got to like diffuse this guy's boot. Oh, man, it's don't you amazing. hate when don't you hate when your nitroglycerin your nitroglycerin just leaks like maple syrup in your refrigerator? <laughs> yeah, it's just so know. sucks so bad. There are three at least. Well, there's definitely two, but possibly three different occasions in this movie where nitroglycerin is leaking out of something. <laughs> Put the top back on these things. I, I think part of this is coded in like. Huh. Wouldn't be leaking if it was from the U.S. Army, e- if you know what I oh, mean. Yeah, I think you know yeah, what I mean. Sure, you I know what I mean. There. Wasn't uh, wasn't leaking this bad when we were bombing Vietnam with it? <laughs> well, I, I would I would say that, but then like it has vampire rules, like it can't be in the sunlight. <laughs> it does, it, yeah. it, which I which I also read was like total bullshit. Like it's fine to be in the sunlight. Yeah. Like that's just like nonsense. I don't know why 
screenplays just make stupid shit up like that. Like, it's nitroglycerin, man. You know, it's a volatile substance. There are ways to make that thrilling without, mm-hmm. like, making up fake science about and the sun messing I, with I, it. I, how are we going to do this? We have to find a way to drop this thing. Oh, boy. We're going to be here all <laughs> night, boys. This script has nowhere. Well, how do we get something to drop and explode? How do you do that? How do you do that? Maybe it's like, allergic to what? sun and garlic. That's, that's allergic. It. You can kill it with a steak. The, the nitroglycerin has, Listen, to, has to come inside first. Oh, wow, dude. There was oh, really? a photo finish between Fuck. me and you with that. Sorry. Awesome. No, I love oh, it. Great man. minds think alike. This um, fucking shit. This movie. So there is a fucking funny thing. You can t- You can spot this guy from a mile away there is a dude in this movie named ed something or other and he's a real life mountain climbing superstar and like they put him in this movie i guess for the mountain climbing enthusiasts that were going to go see it and like it's when o'donnell is trying to look for um more of these volunteers and everything and this guy's just like yeah i'm not gonna do that (laughs) it is just like you're not an actor. You can always tell when the guy's just like, well, that doesn't sound like such a good idea. Hello, Chris <laughs> O'Donnell. Oh, oh, no, I have to use your character name. Hello, Peter. Well, okay, got- so when I'm stomping on your foot, you're <laughs> acting in the scene. It's also to show but you he- that like, this renegade Chris O'Donnell, yeah, I know he hasn't climbed in a decade or something like that, but he's, he's better than this fucking you know, master climber because he'll go in there. When it's when it's yeah. life or death, he'll yeah. do it. That's kind of what I felt, felt from that. Well, no, because the whole thing is like he refuses to volunteer because he's like, "Hey, hey, Peter, I definitely know a suicide mission when I see it. <laughs> I refuse to volunteer as tribute." I mean, he's kind <laughs> of you know? he's kind of right here because this is a suicide mission, and leaving them all to die in that cave-in would have saved more lives. Then saving them. It's yeah. absolutely true. Three, three, yeah, you're but, talking about three against six at this point. Yeah. Listen, yeah. So, listen, guys, only, there, oh. are, there are three white Americans mm. stuck in that hole. <laughs> but only, I mean, the spoiler here is Annie Rob, Robin Tooney is the only one to really make it out. Oh, no, his, uh, the, the uh, uh, golden eye, uh, Isabella Scorbrook. Right, right, right. She comes out, too. Well, no, but she, she, she goes up there. We're saying yeah, yeah, we're talking about three, saving yeah, of the three, three only one of them makes oh, oh, it out. Of, of the three, yes, yes, the original three, yes. But I mean, you know, it's it's just the same one way as it is the other, right? Because they're like the whole argument is like, hey man, this is mountain climbing. You know what you're getting into, and it's like, okay, well if that's the case, I you know what you're getting into with this. Let's go. <laughs> it's part. It, isn't there some sort of code here? I mean, the thing is, is that, like, yes, of course, like, you shouldn't go on this fucking stupid trip. They're dead. Leave it alone. But, like, yeah, I mean, tell Chris O'Donnell that who comes out of this with an alive sister and a girlfriend, it turns out. (laughs) Dude, I... Worked out pretty well for him. There is an inappropriate smooch at the end of this movie, man. I could not even believe it. (laughs) It's amazing. It's so good. Because it's, like, the most basic, like... Oh, she's barely in it. Like, oh, yeah, but they have to be romantically linked somehow. I don't know how, but they have to be... I thought she was also romantically linked to uh, Skip, though, so that was also kind of confusing. Maybe they're going to do a thruple situation. See, the thing, there are too many characters. There are just yes. too many characters, too many threads. 
Yep. Ugh. Yep. No, I totally agree. Uh, so they realize, um, you know, they so they they get the team together, right? And it's uh, it's Chris O'Donnell, it's this Skip guy, it's our two Australian Bash brothers here, <laughs> Ben Mendelson and another guy, uh, and then and then uh, Natalia, and that's like the the oh, and, and then Alexander Siddig, his character's name is Kareem, he volunteers to go, and they're like, oh well, we sort of need one more because we need someone who knows how to do this climb super fast. Let's go figure out uh, where the fuck Scott Glenn is. Um, so, you know, the movie, it, it's weird because the movie feels like it's about to get going. And then they're like, uh-uh, one more person. So, like, just when you thought, like, we got the band back together, we got to go find another guy. It, it's weird that they and, It's weird that they send him up early. Like, why isn't yes. he just on the ground base? Why not, what was so important about going up to meet him? Part of his thing here is Scott Glenn is trying to find the corpse of his wife, and I guess he's always yes. out looking for it. <laughs> sure. Oh, yeah. if you hear, if you close your eyes on just such a night, you'll see him clanking against the mountain, trying to find his dead wife. <laughs> and if you if you if you stop walking and crunching in the snow and just listen carefully, you can hear him looking for his wife. Bartle. <laughs> You see that uh, tree there that he's checking again? He's checked that tree 30,000 <laughs> times. He won't stop. <laughs> I, so I, you need, when he first, like, sneaks out of his tent, you need to have, like, Chris O'Donnell and maybe Ben Mendelsohn are, like, sitting by the fire or something, and they spy him, right? And Chris O'Donnell's like, hey, What's up with that guy? And then <laughs> yes. Ben Mendelssohn tells the tale, right? Because he just leaves and you don't know what the fuck's going on until like way later in the movie. Yeah. It's, it's not, and it doesn't add tension. It removes it. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Um, but Skip, you know, does tell the tale here of, you know, Scott Glenn, yeah, his wife died on a climb. He's always out looking for the body. Well, uh, his wife you know, died specifically on the last climb with uh, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. But yes. is that a detail you get right here? Oh, though? that's a good question. I don't Maybe, think I so. Think, yeah, I don't know. No, I think it's like we're trying to do twisty turnies towards yes. the end. Yep. And it's not yep. a twisty turnies movie, guys. <laughs> It's nope, a mountain nope, climbing movie. Be. Exactly. Mountain it's climbing mountainy. <laughs> and revengey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely not enough revenge in this movie. I don't know. Twisty mountainy movie sounds good. Mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe with Stallone. That's when it would have worked. <laughs> sure. Yes, I envision this movie to be a little more like a twisty mountainy movie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What the twisties turnsies? Twisty turnsies, Queen Tarantino. Now, just tell me the fucking story. I don't need the twisty turns. What's your name again? <laughs> ben Melba Toast. Uh, <laughs> it's good to meet you. Ben Mendelssohn does a weird thing when they're flying up in the chopper, where he's like, because he's got to be the funny guy. Right? These two brothers are yes. like the quote unquote comic relief, and he's like. <sighs> putting his leg back behind his head and uh they're like what are you doing and he's like i'm trying to kiss me ass goodbye yeah. and it really really looks like he's trying to s his own d in this helicopter. <laughs> oh yeah that's what he, he's been practicing for that for years and when someone <laughs> catches him he's like, oh, i'm just kissing my arse oh no just kissing my butt <laughs> i wasn't LOL. sucking yeah, on my yeah. sandwich get out of here well that is i mean that is the true mark of an athlete can you s your own d <laughs> 
think anyone's uh think anyone's ever like paralyzed themselves trying to do that? Absolutely. Somebody like, just I, you're I, like I, almost got it. I, almost got it. I think that's Crack. how Babe Ruth went. <laughs> oh come on. Well, this is the thing. You need to get you need to clear a path. So overweight gentlemen are just out of the equation. Yeah, you don't know what even I mean? try it, folks at home. <laughs> so whatever. They fucking recruit Scott Glenn. It's a scene that shouldn't have happened because this movie's two hours and four minutes. Yes. Uh but he's now basically like he takes over as the leader of the rescue mission. Re- a real, like, no bullshit, don't fuck with me performance from Scott Glenn, which I always love. The oh, dude for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a weird thing where he's like, I need the best climber, like, back at base camp to tell me what's going on. So, Skip, you have to go back. But then, oddly, like, he sends this dude back. This motherfucker like vanishes from the movie. Exactly. He doesn't help Scott Glenn he at needs, any point. He needs to be important at the end there. Like, oh, thank God Skip was there kind of a thing. Right, right, right. Uh, geez, Skip, what were we- you doing while we were up there? Ah, I was taking a nap. You know, <laughs> I, I had a really early morning. Uh, and I thought, you know what? Time for a nappy poo for Skippy. I skipped <laughs> Just- it. <laughs> you know, I laid down my tent, tried to S my own D, got tired, <laughs> fell asleep. <laughs> Then I just jerked it. Old-fashioned for a good old skip there. Oh, an old-fashioned, yeah. Uh, I'll take an old-fashioned, please. Oh, no, I'm going to jerk off regularly. I'm gonna, an old-fashioned is when you you put a giant ice cube on your dick, a little bit of sugar and some bourbon, and go to town. Uh-huh. Right. Be, be careful with that twist of lemon, though, dude. Oh, yeah. Don't get that in the urethra. <laughs> uh, oh, there is. I thought this sequence was kind of cool so they have to take like the chopper like up as far as it can go you know before the weather gets really bad and they all have to like jump off it one by one onto the mountain and you know there's some there's some crazy shenanigans here decent action i liked the um the helicopter blade is coming really close to like natalia's head i forgot that about whole that thing was pretty cool she gets cut in the arm like barely i'm like no dude if a helicopter rotor touches your arm you've <laughs> lost your arm yeah like, like, oh yeah. yikes that was a close one like no if it's <laughs> touching you you're done for she reacts like when you you know accidentally like stick your hand in a box fan <laughs> exactly like, oh that was dumb Ooh. Uh, yeah, it would chop it right off. It just like, I guess maybe their thinking was like, well, she's wearing a puffy jacket, so it just <laughs> got part of the jacket. That's the other thing about mountain climbing in general is if it, it's a, it's a a thing that could kill you, but you have to mm-hmm. dress like a complete asshole the entire time, so you you will right. die wearing the worst clothes of your life. Oh yeah, that's that's a great point, Steve. And it's with like this high altitude mountain climbing. It's with skiing and snowboarding yes. all that stuff like man listen i absolutely cannot die wearing snow pants <laughs> i just can't well i refuse i i will say they've at least tried to get a little bit more stylish these days but like in the early 90s yeah. you that that was a death sentence on its own going out with that clothing <laughs> well I, I i don't know i think it looks kind of sharp you oh got sure some, some neons and some little puffers <laughs> some puffers yeah. like the little birds. You just want to you just want to look like the characters from Aspen Extreme all the time. <laughs> yes, I do, Chris. Okay, I just checking. I kind of wished, funny enough, Kevin, that you mentioned that movie. Previous episode, by the way, yeah. 150 years ago. Yeah. Um 
I kind of wished I was watching some like ski related boob comedy yes. while this yes. was on. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Some levity that isn't racist or sexist. I, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> mountain action, not a good genre. No, I not just, really. I just don't As- get it. I don't get Aside what they're cliffhanger, doing. Which rules? What one? Which one? Cliffhanger. Well, it rules. Yeah, oh, it's, cliffhanger. It's, yeah, it's yeah. cliffhanger, but like where do you go from there? Kevin Bacon's got a few good ones. Um, Kevin, Kevin Bacon has multiple rock climbing movies. Well, I'm counting the mountain river, climbing movie? river wild in it. It's it's because it's, rocks it, are in it. Well, it's nature, Chris. Okay, <laughs> there. God damn it! He's in a he's in a movie that's not very good with with Sean Astin. A wild that, mountain, uh, whatever. Oh, yeah. Wild mountain summer, possibly. Yes, and uh, it's not good, but it's not <laughs> bad. And uh, I watched that recently, and I was like, oh, pretty good movie. Interesting. Uh, yeah, he I would plays, be curious to see, like, you know, listeners at home, uh, really great mountain climbing movies. I don't know. I'd be down. I, I, yeah, I don't. Nobody say Star Trek Five, by the way. Yeah. That's that's not fun. That doesn't count. That's please. <laughs> like that. Like nobody. You know nobody saw that Idris Elba can't wins it one. Oh, by the way. oh my lord! Oh no, I did not see that at all. It's by it's the way, a, it's a movie. Yeah, the Kevin Bacon movies, White Water Summer, so it's more of a rafting movie, just like his other rafting movie. See, and the rafting thriller, like there you go. Yeah. Oh yeah, now there's, we're now there's two stellar ones right there. There are moments of rock climbing in uh, that film, so that's why, oh, why it sprung oh, to gotcha. mind. It's not winter uh, uh, rock climbing, but nevertheless, right. they're they're putting helmets on in the whole rope situation. That's the real show. It's, um, is the uh, is the ice in the snow climbing? That's the stuff that really gets you going, I think. What the hell was the name of that um, Kate Winslet Idris movie cabin? Do you remember? I think it's literally like the mountain between us. Yeah, it's something like that, right? It's a movie where like they're in a plane crash, and it's like now we're just on this mountain and have to survive or something. I'm already it, falling asleep. Yeah, here's two very interesting <laughs> actors doing almost nothing. <laughs> Um, so this is when, uh, all of our, uh, all of our, uh, nitroglycerin starts to go haywire, essentially, <laughs> uh, because this is, yeah, this is when, uh, Roshan Seth is just hanging out and like some nitroglycerin just blows out of the side of the shack. He's like, oh, it's allergic to sunlight. Better let everybody know. And <laughs> at this point, um, it's Ben Mendelsohn and Alexander Siddig are walking around with, their nitroglycerin and Chris O'Donnell gets the message and has to like warn them kind of a thing. Yeah. Get out of the way. You got to get rid of it. They produced this nitroglycerin in Transylvania. <laughs> watch out. Watch out. Your, your nitro might turn into a bat. <laughs> uh, and but again, it's another thing where like Ben Mendelsohn and, and uh, Alexander Siddig are like walking on the mountain. They're kind of like having a laugh about something and it's leaking again. <laughs> Just screw it. You know, before I, all right, uh, all right, make sure you got your oxygen. You got your, uh, you got your power bars. You got your gloves. Uh, just to, everyone, just really quick, just screw your uh, nitroglycerin as hard as it possibly could to the right. <laughs> yeah. You just got to listen for that little child lock click like a bottle of Tylenol. Mm-hmm. I would ask, if I was Chris O'Dowd, I'd be like, can I, uh, could you uh, double bag these nitros? <laughs> <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a second case to put around this case, please? Um, but yeah, so he's trying to get their attention, and they, they finally like Ben Mendelsohn. It's a weird thing where, again, it's like you know, 
Mendelssohn is being like really shitty to this other guy here because like Siddig is listening to the radio and he's like, I can't make it out. Ben Mendelssohn rips it out of his hand and is like, let me try. And it's kind of a little bit like a, all right, buddy, English isn't your first language move, which is sort of shitty. But Mendelssohn, you know, here's what Chris O'Donnell says. They start freaking out. They run into the shade and put a bunch of snow on it. And this is like, you know, they pass a water bottle between the two of them and it falls. They're having a laugh. And then these guys blow two chunks. Mm-hmm. And I had to rewind it. And I framed yeah, it. Yeah. Frame by frame. Pieces. Actual pieces. <laughs> Ooh, wow. I like that. I, I thought it was just their coats or something. But it's great to hear that there's chunks involved. I yeah. mean, it looked like chunks to me, man. Maybe it was just like delusional, wishful thinking It'd or be something. Cool but if we saw the skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude! It's just it blows all of. See, this is what it is, right? Make this movie a little more like sci-fi, and like this is a chemical that just totally destroys like everything, like flesh-related yep, or yep. whatever. And like it blows up, and then it's just two skeletons sitting next to each other. Bill Paxton's evil company also manufactures yes. this. Mm-hmm. And it's making it for the oh, government yeah. or something, something. Yep, exactly. And the inaugural flight from this airline or whatever is bringing like tons of this stuff from wherever that you know the plane leaves from to America, and he's like supplying the U.S. government with it. Make this dude really fucking crooked. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Oh, we we we, we didn't talk about the other Isabella scene where. Her and her and other Ben Mendelssohn get into some hot soup here, and like she has to like basically put a bandaid on a mountain. It's like a wily e. coyote. The mountain is falling apart, and she uses <laughs> yes. like she puts like a bandaid on to hold the mountain together. Essentially, is this when she like jabs the little thing in the yes. side of the mountain, yeah, similar cool. to what Robin Tony couldn't do? Yes, and this guy uh, he makes it, but then Avalanche fucking destroys him. It rules. Oh my god, yeah, he was it being kind of great. Yeah, he was being a dick there too because he was like, he got up ahead and was was like hanging down the rope, teasing her. Yes, yeah. yes, he uh, definitely. Yeah. After this whole thing, like she goes over the side, and he thinks or she thinks that like he fell because he goes over first, and she winds up like you know sort of saving him. And then she's in peril. And then he's like, here's the rope. Gotcha. No, just kidding. Here you go. Gotcha. But then, just kidding. Here you go. Bartolanch. <laughs> That's right. And then <laughs> it Definitely, goes. dude. And he gets actually, I like. Fucked. <laughs> Somebody a mile away had Taco Bell for lunch, and that's the end of it. <laughs> oh, absolutely, dude. Uh-oh, quesarito. <laughs> Bartolanch. Uh, but it's the, I liked the shot right here because like he is looking over the ledge at her and they both hear the rumbling and he's got this look in his eye of like mother. <laughs> but then when he turns around in the reflect, you see yes. the avalanche coming like in the reflection of his, his eyeballs. Pretty cool. And then he just gets shot off the side of the mountain. Loved it. He deserves you should it. see that guy splat. Would have loved to see a splat there. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Robin Tunney is dealing with Bill Paxton as being a real son of a bitch about uh, <laughs> who gets the dexedrine. He's being a real dexedrine hoarder here. The word dex and I, is being thrown around a lot. Like, yeah. give me the dex. I need the dex. My wife didn't have the dex. 
And so what is the, what is the uh, does anybody know what this medicine is supposed to do for you I mean, in it, this it, situation? It, it's fake because it's supposed to be a stop edema, which more, more, you know you don't really need this much medicine to stop it. It's more uh, which they don't do in, or tell you in this movie. When you climb a mountain, you have to do it kind of in stages. You have to like go up and then down and then up again so that you you get your lungs used to like what's going to happen and uh-huh. they don't do any of that here and basically they, it's another I mean, it's a real thing it's like the nitroglycerin it's like it, it's real enough but they make it into a it, movie thing where you like you just need the shot every couple of hours it, it's essentially a watered down uh, version of what they give captain america uh, or <laughs> yes, steve right sure. when, when when he's starting up yes. you know it's mm-hmm. watered down though just you know survive a day yeah, the uh, what do they call it? the super skier s- s- formula? Yes, there? yes. Also by Red Skull, he uh, he was he he also had a version of this. Uh, ooh, great thing right here is where um, Natalia stumbles upon Scott Glenn's frozen wife. <laughs> yeah, and she's got like an empty thing of of this Dexedrine like in her hand, and he's like, he always said that. Uh, that she that it blew away and she didn't have it. That tells me he had it all and like kind of a thing. Like well, now she, I'm gonna she kill says him. something. Yeah, because she's like, um, when did you know? You know that he was lying, and he actually Scott Glenn says from four years ago the press conference. Oh right, because I guess at that press conference, Bill Paxton was like. Yeah, man, the Dexedrine that just blew right over the side, and he was Scott Glenn is like, that's bullshit. He, she always kept it like on her person, like in yeah. her jacket or whatever. Um, and Natalia's got like the empty Dexedrine binder here. Um, so this is, and this is, we're talking in a two-hour and four-minute movie. This is like minute one hundred <laughs> where yes. she, where she's like, wait a minute. You came all the way up here because you're gonna kill him, and I'm like, "That's the movie, man. Make that the movie. That's so much more interesting." Yes, absolutely. That's the, that's the Stallone movie. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. And, and so he's just like, "Yep, I am going to kill him." Uh, moving on. My, my, I mean, my favorite <laughs> scene is the scene with him and the wife, like. Like, like, oh, honey, oh, this is terrible. They took away your body and replaced you with a real sex doll and dressed you up <laughs> in your clothing. Oh, it is. You're totally right, Chris, because I was thinking to myself, it is a real credit to Scott Glenn being one of our greatest treasures. Yes. That he is able to do this scene with a fucking real doll. <laughs> and it is still somewhat effective. Like, as long as the camera is not on the real doll, oh, yeah. if it's cutting, if it cuts to just looking at Scott Glenn and he's doing this because he like moves in, he like gives her a little kiss. She's holding like prayer beads and everything. Like it's something. But then every time they cut to the wife's corpse, it's clearly just this dummy, and it is laughable. <laughs> oh look at they even put your ring around its neck. That's so sad. <laughs> Do you think he like uh, was like uh, got like some sort of G? Like, because the point is to bring her down and bury her safely. Like, is he like okay? Uh, let me just mark on my map where she is, kind of a thing. Remember yeah, where we big- park. Remember <laughs> where my dead wife is, guys. It's an F seven. <laughs> All right, look here, everybody. Look at the map. I drew a little skull and crossbones. <laughs> That's where my wife's frozen corpse is. What do you mean? It could also be an E. F7. <laughs> I, just, I don't know how you see an E here. 
Oh, my poor dead real doll wife. She just had the face of an angel and an asshole replicated to look exactly like Jenna Jameson's. <laughs> that would be a great twist. If it actually was a real doll that he would go mountain climbing with and he lost it. Oh and he just refers God, to it as dude. his wife, like it's the Lars and the real girl situation. Oh, honey, we got to thaw your holes out real quick. Let me dump you in a, <laughs> in a hot tub. Listen, I have a revolutionary I mean, way to stay warm in the mountains. You fuck a dog. Oh, God. I mean, that there's your twisty turny, uh-huh. man, right there. If it's like, uh-oh, wait a second. Our expert mountain climber is actually just looking for his real dog. <laughs> better movie, man, I have I to say. Like a, better movie. Much better like film. It. A better film, I would call it a film. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, back down in that cavern, we haven't really talked about it too much, but like Krychek, yeah, internal injuries, he's not going to last long. There's some, you know, tension going on between Robin Tooney and Bill Paxton. Yeah. Over the Dexedrine, over a bunch of decisions made, you know, cause Bill Paxton's also one of these dudes. He's just this rich asshole, like passing blame around to everybody. Um, you know, and then it sort of culminates in, I have to say pretty chilling moment of Bill Paxton injects himself with the, the with the dexedrine and then murders Krychek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like and, and this dude's like fighting him still, you know, and just totally smothers this dude and kills well, him. Well no, he uses a an a uh, syringe full of air, which is a horrible way to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I was wondering if that's what it was, Steve. Yes. But like yeah. I mean he puts his he I guess he puts the the hand over the mouth to cover the screaming. Mm-hmm. But yes, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. A little air in there. Oh. So that dude died horribly almost twice actually only second time i've ever seen that after absolute power <laughs> oh i forgot yeah that's the method of murder in that movie too. yeah clint kills uh, dennis Haysbert that way Ooh, right um yeah so cry check out robin tunney realizes what's going on and there's a weird like she flips out and starts fighting with bill paxton but then they like cut away and when they cut back the two of them are totally fine again. Some bad editing here because, like, Tony, like, really just attacks him. Like, you fucking killed this guy. They start fighting, you know, in the cave. Would have liked that to continue. But when they cut back, it's like, that's when they shove the, is this a bag of blood up through the yes. ice? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. This is insane. Whose blood? Crychecks? Yes, yes, yeah. I think they drained him like literally they, like a vampire. It's nuts. Oh my god, dude. Like a fucking stuck pig. <laughs> a bloodbath to identify where they are because they like blow they like blow it up so the blood is everywhere over this snow. It's pretty insane. Yes. I feel like they should have set it up a little more because it's like because I had the same reaction. I was like, wait, what are they doing? <laughs> it comes exactly, to, dude. It comes together in like three minutes. I'm not kidding you. Like it, yeah. I thought that like because they're like they're trying to unfreeze something, so I thought they were going to put it in his body to warm it up like Luke in the fucking, uh, his little, what's the thing he's riding all the, the time? Oh, sleeping, no, sleeping in the tauntaun. And, and the tauntaun. Yeah. That's what Ooh. I thought he was doing, but then, like, the blood bag comes out, and I'm like, okay, I guess this is what we're doing. All right, guys, we're going to sleep inside <laughs> Alex Krychek, Robin Tudor. You got it? All right, I'm going to take the first shift. I'm just slip inside this Alex Krychek. I'm a little bigger than him, so I'm going to stretch him out a little bit. Oh, he's tearing. He's tearing. <laughs> my skin suit's tearing. Look, I only got to keep my throat and my lungs warm, so I'm just going to stick my head into his body, and the rest <laughs> of my body will stay outside, uh, and this will look normal to you. 
wow, it's like a Hellraiser movie, me doing this. Weird. <laughs> oh, drinking his blood. Oh, yep. Oh, that's a copper taste. Oh, boy. <laughs> copper taste. <laughs> hey, he, ta- he doesn't taste so bad. Oh, hey, now I'm a cannibal. Now I see what the Donner Party was doing. <laughs> uh, barbecue. We're going to serve him up Texas style. <laughs> <laughs> Pulled cry check. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, yeah. You gotta you just like let that cry check simmer for like nine hours. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. overnight, dude. <laughs> um, Fall off the so... bone. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get your skeleton, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think cooking hu- slow cook that mother. Yeah, cooking humans long is what you probably want to do. You Otherwise, do, yeah. that quick sear, like we were talking about the other week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want you don't want a human tartar, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh, no way, dude. No, I can't eat people uh, anymore. Always give me the farts. <laughs> <laughs> you ever get the Dave farts after you eat Dave? <laughs> oh man, Dave farts are the worst, man. I had some some bloody ass shits after some Dave meals. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! A a a a remake of Cannibal Holocaust starring uh, the Cable Guy. Now oh, that absolutely. I could that, that I could get into, it would never see the light of day, and everybody involved would be killed. But I would it like would, it. It would also it would somehow be more racist. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. easily <laughs> they'd find a way. Um. So, in another weird like, did you really have to do this? They they find you know they they see the the blood spatter so they know where they're hiding and everything and they're hiding trapped and Chris O'Donnell like makes a little hole in the snow and he pours like all of this nitroglycerin yep. into this little hole and I'm like I don't know man you have not really determined how deep they are yep. or anything like that you're just like. Like you're filling the fucking windshield wiper fluid on your car, <laughs> just dumping the whole thing in. I don't know. It's maybe a little bit at a time. Yeah, I think a, a, a little dabble do you kind of a situation with nitroglycerin. I think. I just a- yeah, because this explosion is straight out of fucking Commando. Yeah, I, I just imagine him like Homer with the lighter fluid, just spraying it on the grill, <laughs> spraying it on the grill, but with the nitro, just shaking it out, <laughs> shaking it out. <laughs> Oh man. Uh and yeah, they just they explode this whole thing. Um and there's like there's now finally there's some sort of detonator involved too. Um also weirdly Scott Glenn kind of disappears from this part of the movie. Yeah. Yes. Well, no. They they all they're like going to bed, and basically Robin Tunney. This is before they even meet them. But Robin Tunney's like, "Hey, don't come for me." By the way, uh, I forgive you for killing our father, which you definitely did. I did not know. She's like, you know, you you did what you had to do. And Scott Glenn also gives him the free pass earlier in the film. We didn't mention that, but he's like, hey man, I would have done the same thing. And your dad, (laughs) your dad definitely would have done the same thing. Think about that. (laughs) He would have cut you loose. Uh, but so, <laughs> but they like leave early because I think I think Chris O'Donnell thinks that Scott Glenn's going to be out for revenge, not yes. trying to save his sister, is the idea. Yeah, that's it. Okay, all right, I sort of missed that there. It's, um, yeah, but but, but yeah. he he is like a little bit behind them essentially, right? And so you know they they attempt to pull Robin Tunney out and rescue her. She at this point has really she is not like conscious basically yeah. right yes yeah. so, like she, she's got real bad i mean whatever sickness and it's like it, it's bad for her um and 
you know, there's uh the the whole rescue scene here is it's kind of a, you know, part of this movie I have to say was a little hard to, for me to follow. Like this end part especially yes. like the editing and all this action, I didn't really understand what was going on, but then all of a sudden Scott Glenn drops down into the hole and is about to like face off with Bill Paxton one on one and he kind of does that like I'm holding you over the side, but I'm not going right. to do it, but I'm just trying to like freak you out. Yeah. Like Bill, do it, Bill dude. Paxton. He he first he like swings at him with this fucking like pickaxe, and it's like so he's admitting that he did kill this guy's wife. Right. Yes. Well, he says, "Are yeah. you here to kill me?" And then he says, "Yes," but then he puts a carabiner on him, like I'm gonna save you. I'm a good yeah. guy. Yeah. Right. Well, that's because Chris, um, Chris O'Donnell's baby voice got in his fucking head. <laughs> like, don't kill him, please, don't kill him. He's a not okay. He's terrible. He's terrible, but don't kill him. But it's just amazing. I mean, and talk about just a fucking screenplay contrivance here, man. But like they find themselves in the exact same situation as the beginning of the movie. And oh, what good news. Scott Glenn doesn't leave the house without a knife. And Bill Paxton is behind him. It's actually kind of great because Bill Paxton like sees the knife and he realizes what's about to go down and he starts freaking out. He's like, no, 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 no. And Scott Glenn cuts this rope and the two of them go to hell tonight. Well, they, they, they extend, do you, anyone watch the extended one on, on Voodoo TV? No, no. there's an extended no. one. Please tell us. Does, did, did, does he sing Happy wa- Day before he does it? No, they're, when they're falling down, uh, they they pass Ian McKellen in the Balrog. Real quick. Oh, nice! <laughs> but you know that's the problem with this death. They put it on an actual cliff face and let me see these guys go kersplat of some kind. This is just a pit of darkness. They fall two feet and you never see them again. Yes, I know it sucks. I mean, the only thing that is kind of funny is you hear Bill Paxton screaming the whole way down. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, you know, they, they all, the rest of them survive and get back down to base camp. This is the, there is just absolutely no justification for fucking kissing in this movie. No, that what, yeah. I mean, like, but yeah, again, I thought she was with Skip. What's Skip going to say yeah. about this? I don't know, man, but it's weird. Cause they're just like in this tent, they exchange a few words and then all of a sudden they're making out. And I was like, wait a second. Was there some yeah. like deleted scene where they bonded by a campfire one night or something? There must be, right? There has to be. Some, well, this movie's butchered. There has to be because well, no, they barely they barely talk to each other in this movie. What I think it is is because when she talks about Skip, she very much infers that like it's a fuck buddy situation. It's not like a. Oh, is that right? Yeah, it's oh. just like whenever I need a good lay, me and Skip uh, do it up here. Oh, I see. And that's oh. like what she's kind of oh. like in, because she's like he's a massage. You know, he's a misogynist. He's a sexist. I hate him. But yeah, we sleep together. Yeah, I don't know. You're not going to measure up to Skip, dude. No. Yeah. Look at that guy. Hey, Chris O'Donnell. You're cute, but that guy's <laughs> got order. a dick. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's tall well, order right there. I mean, I was chuckling, dude, because at the beginning of the movie, when they're just thrilled back at the base camp, there are several scenes where Chris O'Donnell is talking to this guy playing Skip, and this dude is so much taller than Chris O'Donnell. Mm. Chris O'Donnell is like craning his neck to talk to this guy. It's awesome. Uh, Mr. O'Donnell, would you like me to bench press you? I can't do that. <laughs> another uh, in, another aggravating part of the ending of this movie is we we take a little time to pan to the wall of the fallen. Oh, oh dude, the get wall out of here. dead here. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. And we have to see the... the the racist, sexist brothers, Ben Mendelsohn and other Mendelsohn. And uh, it's just a Kareem and his his cousin or friend or whatever are also added. 
Uh, and Crycheck also gets his own thing. Oh, and, and then what you see, too, is Scott Glenn has a little plate next to the memorial plate, like, for his wife. So they're all... It would be that's, they're that's all nice. joined together in the afterlife. It would be funny if it ends on like a, a shot of like a, a, the, Scott Glenn's body at the bottom of the fucking crevasse, broken in two, <laughs> smiling up into the mm-hmm. heavens because he finally got the one thing he got. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. I love it. I uh, I would I would really love that. And I mean, you know. Whatever, Robin Tunney survives, you know, she and Chris O'Donnell have like a quick little scene. I have to say, this movie knows, it feels like the movie knows that it's already too long because it really gets over with. Oh, yeah. Yes. Like the the last shot is really Chris O'Donnell just looking at this wall of dead, uh, you know, the dead names and everything. And then it just goes right to directed by Martin Campbell. I was like, hey, I'll take it. Honestly, I don't need some epilogue where you know the two of them like bro and sis mountain climbing again six months later anything like that you know let's go climb at the at, at, at the rock that killed dad <laughs> let's go to, oh. come on come on bud let's go let's go there let's go like they rip all the wounds back open they take nitroglycerin there and blow up that mountain this is for my dad <laughs> <laughs> fuck you you stupid butte <laughs> you butte where is my mind starts playing when their fingers are up? <laughs> yeah. uh, who would have guessed that, that that mountain had all the credit card information as yeah, well yeah. for everyone in America? <laughs> oh, man. And that is the end of the movie, folks. Uh, would anybody recommend it? We'll start with you, Steve Sadak, avid mountain climber that you are. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, uh, well, as a mountain climber, not so much as a movie <laughs> fan. No, uh, I, I like this movie. I had fun with it last night. I do agree that it's definitely 20 minutes too long. There's enough good kills that keeps me going. I could have used more packs. I used a lot more stuff. But all in all, a solid recommend for me. Uh, Chris Cabin. Oh, yeah. I have to. I mean, like I said, it's not. It's very stupid. It's very, very stupid. But it's never <laughs> boring. Like all the stuff that they pack into it makes it not boring. It also makes it stupid as hell. But. You know, I, right. I and Martin Campbell. You know, he keeps things moving. I didn't feel like it slowed down too much in the middle. Although, like those scenes in the cave with those three do go on sometimes. They really do. Um, it's rough. I, I did yeah. like the nitro, like uh, referencing the movie that nobody's seen, The Wages of Fear. Uh, but um, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good for a Sunday morning kind of movie. If I saw it on TBS again, I probably would watch through the end. Right. 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 Uh, Eric Siska? Well, I am a no on this one. I just, I found it tedious, overlong, longer than Star Wars. And to be honest, I kind of got tired of watching people fall. I just got <laughs> tired of it. Um, wow. So I'm, I'm, I, I guess there is no good movie in this genre besides maybe Cliffhanger. But for me, it just didn't work today for whatever reason. Right. That happens, man. Um, yeah. I would say that it's it's a recommend for me because um, what I was realizing while I was watching it, the kinds of deaths that you're seeing in this movie, real like take that kind of deaths, are the same feeling I get when I watch like a disaster movie. Yeah, yeah. Like the that the one brother getting just shoved off the mountain with the avalanche, I kind of had the same feeling in in my gut as like. John Carroll Lynch jumping into that lava in Volcano, you know, just like stupid, insane deaths like that. Um, I don't know. 
But it was, yeah, it, it is definitely too long. Like, you got to shave, yeah, like you said, Steve, at least 20 minutes off of this movie. Um, and maybe find, you know, a little bit of a shift there. Because I need more Scott Glenn. I need that revenge story, man. I really do. Um, a movie that this also had me thinking about, it's not mountain climbing, but it is like, you know, very harsh cold conditions. Um, that I think is is a great movie that not a lot of people saw a couple years ago is Arctic with Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, oh yeah, it's not bad. He's a he plays yeah he plays a guy who's in a plane crash in the Arctic and he's got to like survive until like he finds help. Most of the movie is just him and uh, it's kind of great. Sort of the exact opposite of this, where this movie has way too many characters um i'll have to check yeah, so that Arctic out with mads mickelson yeah dude definite recommend but yeah i would recommend this i don't know not you know not a whole hog recommend but a definitely like if you want some hilarious kills and a bunch of actors you know that were doing stuff in the early 2000s very you know not just the font makes this movie feel oh, very no, early no. 2000s but like Almost everybody in it also oh, makes it feel very oh, early 2000s. Oh, yeah. And it's also like, it's funny you say Volcano because it does feel like Weather is the Enemy blended with like a thrill, a sports thriller mountain movie. Like the, right, the, right. the, 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 this is still the era of the Weather is the villain before, you know, other villains show up in a year or, two, a year or so. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and that is Vertical Limit. Uh, from 2000, directed by Martin Campbell. Um, big thanks to uh, who was it that called in from Vancouver? Linda. Linda, thank you, Linda. Where's the tuna? <laughs> oh, different Linda. <laughs> different Linda entirely. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> but if you want more, we hate movies. Of course, check out Patreon.com/slash We Hate Movies. Um, we're doing uh, listener request month all through um, the vast majority of the the selections this month, uh, including. A three-hour-long We Love Movies episode on Goodfellas that came out a couple weeks back. Definitely want to check that out. Um, some listener-requested episodes of TNG will be coming out. We got back-to-back, literally back-to-back episodes on the Nexus. This um, we've believe. got a Transformers episode that has a lot more 69ing talk than you'd imagine mm-hmm. in that kind of an episode. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Well, you know, when when we cannot make heads or tails of a cartoon, dude, we go to the strength, which is indeed talking about 69ing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Speaking of which, the horse <laughs> X-Wing pilot would like to see that guy 69. Hohes Equish on the Gleep Glossary. Yes, there was a horse that piloted an X-Wing in the Star Wars EU. <laughs> and he has a tragic story. Uh, oh, it, oh, my God. God. These guys were in tears. You're going to have to listen to that episode. <laughs> Uh, and the and the big rad thing uh, that we got coming out this month, we got a couple of rad things, I have to say. Um, the Snyder Sessions is releasing this month. That is our extravaganza, uh, breaking down the four-hour Snyder cut of Justice League. And um, uh, Melro 210 had of, another episode? Oh, yeah, Melro 210, definitely. Not a listener requested, but oh, just um, us doing our thing, which is fine, because that show's fun as fuck, and I love doing it. Uh, And then awesome uh, commentary coming out uh, by the end of the month. The Enter the Ninja Mintary, which we just laid down and debuted some... uh, Or did we debut the art yet from Philippe? Maybe not. We did Snyder Sessions. I don't think we have yet, but that movie is a a canon classic 1981 picture. That's Mm -hmm. a lot of fun, and you're going to want to have fun with us. So a lot of stuff uh, on the Patreon. I have to say, jam-packed this month. Love to see it. Love to Hell see yeah. it. And as always, 
Uh, next Tuesday, the show rolls on here on the main feed. It is the final week coming up of Listener Request Month. And Steve, what are we going out with? We are going out with a double bang because it's double team <laughs> with Jean-Claude Van Damme and Denis Roman. <laughs> Denis Roman. Aha. Uh-huh. French, I should French say, going into next week, I've never seen this movie. I haven't oh, really? either. I, I, I saw missed it. it years and years ago. I couldn't tell you much about it, but I think we're in for kind of a treat in a bad yeah. <laughs> I like, you know what? I, I really like what wound up happening here because if it works out this way with Double Team, if Double Team is the best movie, then what has happened is with this listener request month, the way that we structured it with all of these WHM episodes on the main feed, it has just ascended in quality mm, until yeah. we reach double team. Because we start with the dregs of humanity with the pest and just kind of went up all the way to double team. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. Also co-starring Mickey Rourke. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, I had no, no idea. No way. In double team? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Well, I got to get out of here and watch a double team right now then. <laughs> <laughs> But until next week, when we are closing out this very exciting listener request month with Double Team, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Zadak. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast.